Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. First off, if you like this content that is coming your way, hit that subscribe button, hit that bell, get all the notifications. Uh, hey, if you're not looking at this on YouTube and you're hearing this like on a podcast platform, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Breaker, five-star comment, review, like, everything. Uh, but today's a special day, man. I got my brother from another, uh, Chris with a K. Uh, he's a... Uh, He's with me today. We're going to be talking about the offseason here for Texas and OU and also the, uh, you know, the 2023 Texas recruiting. I don't know too much about OU right now with their uh, class right now, but Texas is doing their thing right now. You know what I'm talking about? But, uh, Chris, what's going on, man? Man, not much, man. Just living the dream, working. You know what I'm saying? Boomer Soonerin around here. You know, the boys is getting ready. 2023 about to be lit. You know what I'm saying? Big 12 chance. We coming for that. That's what we doing. But uh, no, nah, man, everything's going great, man. It's been a while since we've been on, man. It's it's been a while. You, me, Seth, and, Nick, and Steven, we it's it's almost that time. It's, it's almost, almost that, that time. time. <laughs> it's almost that time. I think you're right, man. I think you're right. It's definitely almost that time. You know, Texas has been a little busy over here getting recruits. You know, what I'm talking about getting uh, you know number one classes right quick. You know, what I'm saying, uh, you know, so we ain't really had that much time. We've been kind of doing other stuff, filming videos and things like that. But you know, it is what it is. It is what it is, you know. This isn't the first time you guys have had a, a great class or a top five, top ten class. So you know, let's let's not get too ahead of ourselves. You know what what, what they call y'all in Twitter in the Twitter spaces? Off season, you the off season champs. Hey, hey I mean, hey, I have told you about those classes. Those those top five classes uh, weren't cohesive classes. No no offensive linemen, no defensive linemen. Things are changing. Look, Things are look. changing. So here's here's another thing. You already sipping the Kool Aid. Go ahead, pull up that glass. Go I've ahead, pull up the Kool Aid. Hey man, that's a... go ahead, pull up the glass. You already <laughs> sipping the Kool Aid. So that's the, that's the problem right there. You already sipping the Kool Aid. That's that grown man Kool Aid. <laughs> <laughs> you so far in. You so far in. Yeah, man. But yeah, man. But uh, 2023 recruiting, man. So I know that you know everybody's kind of been seeing what's going on here in Texas. You know, Arch Manning coming here. Um, you know, we got a bunch of other recruits that just came in too, man. John Tate Cook also, man. You know, he just came in today. Uh, Arch is tight in. Uh, yeah, Randall. Four offensive linemen coming in on one day as well. You know, so I thought y'all already of, had. I thought y'all already had uh, uh, Arch's uh, his tight end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so he was the first actually to drop, and then after him, Arch came, and then it was crazy after that. So, you know. It is what it is, man. We're gonna see how this plays along on the field. It's just, you know, I always tell my Texas, you know, you know, fans and everything, tamper it down. This is the class of 2023. They're not gonna be on the field this year. <laughs> and honestly, we don't need any of them. Oh, I shouldn't say any of them, but if there is a a a huge amount of these folks on the field in 2023, then there's problems too as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I mean. 
I think with no further ado, we already know what the elephant in the room is. Let's go ahead and talk about him. Arch Manning, man, what's up? What's your, what's your thoughts on him? I watched your video earlier today, and I said, you know, those are some cool points. That's pretty cool. I was like, I, I get it. I get it, the hype. But uh, yeah. I, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so Arch Manning, man, you know, it's not that it's just Arch Manning. He's the, you know, like the top recruit here in the country. What it is is Texas is getting the blessing from – the first family of football, you know, you know, Texas going five and seven last year, losing to Kansas. I know I get it on my timeline every day. You guys off to Kansas. Okay. Whatever. All right. So, you know, even after a season like that uh, for the whole Manning family to basically say, you know, we trust Steve Sarkeesian with our golden child here for the next three to four years, you know, to me, that was the biggest thing. Also, I think Arch coming here, too, is going to be a lot like when Chris Sims came. You know, so Chris Sims came in 1999, uh, but he came in as the last, you know, guy in that class, basically. Yeah. But it didn't really help for 1999, but what it did help was for 2020. Well, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you know, for 2000. Yeah. In 2000, we got Roy Williams, Sloan, BJ, you know, so we got three five-star guys at the wideout, and that's how Chris Sims helped. What Arch is doing with him coming in so early is helping us with the offensive skill position players, you know, immensely right now. Getting that Jonte yeah. Cook was was huge. Getting those four, you know, like linemen was huge as well. So you're already starting to see, like, all the fruits of the labor from him. Oh, and also getting that safety from Louisiana, man. Uh, man, Derek Williams. Derek yeah. Williams is, hey, hey, he the truth, man. So, and Arch is doing a lot of backdoor, you know, repping and pumping for the squad. So when these guys come on, you see him on Instagram. He's like, welcome home. You know, like, welcome to the club. You know, boot yeah. up. So I'm just like, hey, man, he's all Texas. So I'll, I'll say this right here. So I told you I was going to shock you tonight, right? Well, I said, said it on that. Ty's show. Shout out to my boy Ty. Shout out to Around Taylor Sports. Everybody go follow him, too. But one of the things I said, I said, hey, it's a solid pickup for Texas. I told him that. Uh, and the DMs on down on the show. I said, hey, it's a solid pickup for Texas. It's, it's, it's a great pickup for Texas. I've seen this story so many times. Why? Because I'm an OU fan. I know about the Caleb Williams. I know about the Spencer Rattlers. I know what it does offensively for us as far as recruiting, right? Right. So I've seen the story before. I know how it plays out. That's great. I think for me, the thing that I would say, even as an Oklahoma fan, and I'm interested in seeing it, you haven't seen it happen that often at Texas here in a while, right, is basically you guys having – Quinn Ewers, who you think is going to be a top guy, you know, top of the food chain in the college college world, and then probably go off and be a first round pick, right? And then after that, after he's done, then you got another guy who's just going to pick up where he left off. When's the last time Texas has really had that? Was Honestly, it Vince Young and Colt McCoy. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, so, yeah, Vince. And yeah, Cole. so I mean, and and let's just be real. Even though I know that you like Malik Murphy, it's not a lot of chatter about him. And a lot of people, you know, let's just be honest with you, there's some skepticism out there about him. A lot of people are skeptical about him, even some Texas fans, right? So I think Texas fans really love Malik Murphy. I think they like Malik because he stayed. And they, you know, yeah, everybody's going to like somebody who's going to come in, jam-packed right there in the middle and try to fight for his spot and fight for his right to be, you know, starting quarterback after Quinn Ewers or Hudson Carter, who whatever happens, whatever the QB, however the QB room shuffles, right? I think everybody's going to be happy with that. But at the same time, let's not act like 
you know, catch him and all them were saying that, you know, there's questions about his arms, questions about this, all the rest of that. They're saying that he has the intangibles, but we don't know, right? Yeah. But at the same I, time, I, I mean, that. with Arch and your boy, Mullet Boy, right? I mean, Quinn yours. Call that man by his name. <laughs> Call that man by his name. So with those <laughs> two right there, he's smack dab in the middle. So, I mean, I don't really see him staying, right? But the whole thing is, is like I said, man, I, hey, look, Props to you guys. I know how it feels. But the thing is, is that you go to the Twitter spaces, you hear some of everybody else talking about Texas football, and you're saying, oh, man, we're hype. We're this and that. We're going to get this kid, that kid. We've seen it before. At the end of the day, you guys got to go prove it on the field. I know everybody in the comments, and I know everybody around the nation. It's like, oh, OU's only going to win seven games, eight games. They'd be lucky to win nine games, whatever the case may be, right? First-year coach, this and that, that and this. However, our track record is pretty much proven. Yeah, we had a kind of a bad year last year. I mean, towards the end of the season, get what I'm saying? You still go 11 and two. Yes, you lose a lot of key guys, but you're returning a lot of a lot of younger guys that people were excited about and people are still excited about. And you know, also our 2023 class. I mean, all all although we haven't recruited at the level Texas is yet because, you know, we have a different philosophy around here now. We just ain't giving scholarships out just to anybody. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got to come through your day. Hold but, on, hold on, hold on. Giving scholarships but, to anybody. You guys would take Jontae Cook in a heartbeat. If Arch listen, Manning said he was going to come to no, you, look, look, you guys look, would have taken there. Arch Manning. Yes, Stop you would there. have. Stop there. Stop yes, there. you would have. Chris, Stop come on. There. Stop, Stop it, Chris. There. Stop if Stop Arch there. Manning said he was going to commit to OU, BV would not tell that boy no. The we number one recruit is, in the is, is he going to commit or is he just going to say he's going to commit? Because well, you know hey, already, is, that's loaded. That's he loaded is, now. He is recruiting for us behind the scenes. So, so you know, this. how many guys do you know that commit but are not committed to a school are recruiting for that school? Most of these guys, when they commit and they and they don't know if they're going to be with that school, they yeah. just get it to get their spot until they find something better. This dude is all in. He's yeah. all in. Nick, here's my thing, all right? I get what you're saying. A few years ago, you would have been right, but in this NIL atmosphere now, and this, and this whole NIL. Oh, no, NIL, NIL. we're talking about Arch Manning. He doesn't I need NIL it. money. I get it. He's I from get the it. first family. It was a different background out here now. Chris, you're talking about a guy whose uncle is Peyton Manning. His other go. uncle is Eli. His here granddaddy is Archie Manning, and his yeah. daddy is, is, is a very successful businessman as well. Yeah, this guy don't need money. That family is loaded. They don't need money. You know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't need money. So you, you know, don't tell me that the same thing about Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers didn't need money. Di- Quinn no, Ewers no, different. Hey, Ewers. there's levels to this, Chris. You know <laughs> I'm just saying, Chris. Just you know saying. that there's levels to this. <laughs> there's levels. This. Hey, Meek Mill said it best. There's levels to this. There's levels to this. Huh? It's levels okay. to this, man. Okay. okay, you got one person who's rich, and you mm-hmm. got one person who's wealthy. There's yeah. two different things. His family doesn't have to work another day in their life, and they still want to be multi, multi, hundred millionaires. Yeah. My you whole know? thing is this right here. You may very well be right, but at the end of the day, we both know until they sign their name on that dotted line, it's still fair game. That is true. That is on. true. That is that's true. all that I'm saying on the back end of it. But that's for every school. But mm-hmm. with, a, with a family like the Mannings, yeah. this is my opinion. I think, hey, when Eli went to Ole Miss, how was Ole Miss doing? They were a garbage squad. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, he went there because, look, 
Cutliffe went there to be the head coach. He followed there, went there, did his thing. He, you know, Ole Miss was nothing. When Tennessee went, no, no, you know, so when Peyton went to Tennessee, they were good, but they weren't like lighting it up. You know, he forced his own path. And I think that's what Arch is doing. Arch loves Austin. Yeah. You know, you got that video that they're probably going to show every game now from now on where him saying, I want to go to Texas. It's like they did Sam Ellinger with the hook'em shirt, right? So, yeah, that, yeah. that was, boy, that got played out so fast. Every yeah, that got, that got played out crazy. But, you know, but, you know, like just in saying that, I think when a family like that commits, they yeah. know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. They're committing early to make sure that they get all the necessary pieces that they need to get that boy set up for some some kind of success when he gets here. And look, I like Arch Manning. I like Malik. I like Quinn. If I had a dream situation, a dream type of scenario, if Quinn is who we think he is, and if Quinn is who everybody thinks he is, you know, the 1.0, you know, batting a thousand player, the only, he was like the second player in the history to have a perfect rating, right? You know, Vince and then him and then Arch, right? If he's as good as everybody thinks he is, with, with him actually reclassifying to come in last year, he has two years here on campus. He does his things, and, and then he goes to the league. And with a quarterback guy like Sark, you know, I think that is very possible. Now, if that happens, Arch red shirts a year, comes in yeah. and does his thing, right? He does it for, you know, three years. Red shirts a year, plays for two. Now, this would be just wishful thinking. Wishful thinking would be like, oh, man, let Malik – uh, hear Sark and let him say, hey, look, I look at you like I look at Mac Jones. If you stay in the program, you're going to have your shot. It's not going to be early. It's going to be late. But I got Mac Jones in the first round. All right. So, mm-hmm. you know, if he sits and learns and if everything falls into place, if Quinn's here for two years, Arch is here to his red shirt sophomore year, and that would be Malik's last year. He comes in, tears up and goes to the league. I know, I know, Chris, that's a lot of wishful thinking. You know, I mean, but it's it's not because it's, I, I go back and, I go back and say it again. It's the same thing that just happened at OU. Quarter, yeah. uh, quarterback for SMU now. I don't know why his name is skipping my my brain, but <clears throat> basically what I'm saying, he was smack dab in the middle of Jalen Hurts, Spencer Rattler. I've seen this story happen plenty of times. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we've all and seen it though. I, I think that's kind of where I'm going with this as well. Is that look, it's a great pickup for you guys. You guys can host all the defensive talent that you want, all the rest of that, you know. But at the end of the day, don't fall into the same trap that 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 Lincoln had OU in, right? Yeah, we were able to win Big 12 championships, but we still weren't at that level to compete with Alabama, Georgia's. And, oh, well, I mean, we competed with Georgia, but that was probably our best shot. That was our best shot because you saw what happened the other two times that we went there. I mean, let's just be honest. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. But is that because Lincoln didn't – he didn't show up the lines like he should have. I know he didn't, but at the so, same but time, that's I mean, the difference. Yeah. That's the difference. That's where I think Sark is. Sark is kind of thinking about this. He's looking at this from like the thirty thousand foot level, right? But what did he do this past this this past recruiting cycle? He didn't show up the trenches either. So, I mean, you could say offensive line for the future, but defensive line he didn't. Are you serious? Come on, man. You guys have you guys have been talking. You talking about for twenty twenty two, Chris, Chris, Chris for twenty twenty two. Getting Chris Ross, Aaron Bryant, mm-hmm. Swanson. Man, mm-hmm. he shorted up the line. Uh, mm-hmm. Justice Finkley. Mm-hmm. Nas- I mean, these are national top 100 players, national top 100 players. But I'm players. saying, why Jamon is Pat every- off the edge. 
right? This is a kid from Louisiana, national okay. top 150 player as well. Okay. Yes, they shorted the line from 22. They but did what that. about that well, was why, first... why are you? Because we we can go through receipts. Y'all love to talk about receipts. Yeah. You and a lot of other Texas fans are saying the kid that transferred from TCU that went to Nebraska, right? Yeah. Yeah, y'all were talking about. Oh, that was an epic fail. We missed out. We did. Yes, this, blah, because blah, blah. Chris, Chris, you do not want to have all your kids coming in twenty two and expect these guys to be Superman the first year. Like you need no, no, Chris. Come on, Chris. You know football better than <laughs> yeah, that. Come I think on, Chris. Twisted, I think you're twisted. What I'm saying. No, you guys, from the outside looking in, it's an outside perspective. I'm just giving you the outside perspective. It's saying like you guys put a lot of chips in that that one little little bank, little piggy bank right there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're talking about getting Mathis. Yeah, yeah exactly. Everybody wanted Mathis. Yes, I definitely wanted Mathis. I thought, he, I, I thought he'd have been a perfect fit. Um, however, he didn't come here. We got to arrive with what we have. What Texas has to do now is, is they have to get that defense from the bottom of the barrel, which it was last year. It was the 100-ranked defense in the country. Yeah. If Texas' defense can be an average defense, meaning going to the number 65th-ranked defense in the country, Texas last year wins nine games. Easy. If they're an average defense, that's all PK has to do. Get these boys to play at an average level. Just know your assignment, right? Just know your assignment. Do your job. You're going to win some. You're going to lose some. But just be average. If we can be average with the offense that we're going to put in the field, it's going to be better than last year's offense. I think people understand that. It is what it is. You you should have better weapons, but you're still looking at – I mean, it's still question marks as, as far as just kind of going down the line on that that wide receiver and that wide receiver room. I mean, outside of Nayor and and uh, and worthy and worthy. I mean, outside of those two, but you, I mean, you expect to have major production from those two. But then, yeah. I mean, you got you got Nayor, you got worthy, you got Whittington. Um, now, to be honest with you, the tight ends mm-hmm. is what's going to, I think, going to translate better in this offense this year. Yeah. Having a Sanders, having a Billingsley, now we can stretch the field. Last year, I think our average depth of uh, yardage for our tight ends were like five yards for Kay Brewer and six for Jared Wiley. Yeah, we got guys now that can that can stretch yeah. the field. So, so, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say. Just bagging up. Just bagging up before we go on all to that. Like to like this year, who was it actually gonna happen on the field? I mean, I would say. At the end of the day, I think, hey, I like what you guys are doing. I think you guys are doing a solid job. But, I mean, it's not like we haven't seen this before. You get what I'm saying? And then every every time me and you talk and we kind of conclude this, what are we saying? I've seen this before. I've seen it with OU. I've seen it plenty of times. Listen, here, here's the thing. Hey, here's, like, my honest, like, thoughts about it. Yeah, it was great getting, getting Arch Manning. Like, it gives you a way to actually say, hey, we're still going to be good going forward, right? We're going to have a solid foundation. We're not just trying to start from scratch, right? I've seen it, but at the same time, I still got to go prove it on the field. But, you know, yeah, Jai Hall, I, I get that. I get that. But there's still question marks about You got a good room. Hold on. Hold on. First off, hey, folks, hit that like button. Like button means that you are attending. So hit the like button, folks. Uh, yeah. All right, Chris, go ahead, man. But I was just saying, like, you know, we're sitting here talking about we're loaded, we're this and that. You guys are putting a lot of emphasis, a lot of placing a lot of emphasis, uh, not uh, emphasis, but basically you guys are hoping for a lot of people to pan out. The Sanders kid last year didn't even play. Now you are expecting him to go out there and be all world. I get it. He's motivated. He's hungry. You're hoping that Jai Hall is the same no. way coming from Bama. No, I didn't go say ahead. all world. 
No, 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 no. We just want somebody who can go more than five yards in the route. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, Chris. Stretch the field. That was y'all read out there with Brewer. Nobody hey, chose. Hey, man, hey, man. Hey, hey. But that's the thing that we're talking about, right? Yeah. So that's why we went so hard at O'Shawn Mathis because Sanders wasn't ready last year at, you know, at the tight end position, right, yeah. as a true freshman. So I can't count on having Justice Finkley, Jamon Tapp, Aaron Bryant, Chris Ross. You know, I can't count on all these dudes, you know, um, you know, just being ready in in – basically carrying his team you know yeah. if i wanted that to happen or or if that was going to happen i'm just setting myself up for failure right so you know that's why i say we needed oshawn mathis was to have a veteran in the locker room who's a good guy that is going to get drafted who can you know teach some of these guys some moves to as well and then slowly transition these guys in throughout the year yeah. this year on defense without us getting somebody with that kind of experience we're going to be trusting or yeah we got to trust Finkley. We got to trust an Aaron Bryant. We're going to have to trust a Jamon Tapp to come in and be kind of productive this year, right? So that's all I was saying about Oshawn Mathis. But now that we got Sanders coming in this year as a, as a retro freshman, he's been in the program for a year. He really hasn't played tight end ever. He's always played wide receiver, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so – he gets his body acclimated to to blocking, you know, because that's one thing that he didn't do too well last year. Now you can tell it's like he's just motivated to do it, but also he's ready to catch some balls, man. He's his bet his biggest threat is him catching the ball. So and he can stretch the field as well. He's just an athlete. So if we can get that guy past five yards down the field, it's just gonna mm-hmm. open everything up for Worthy. It's gonna open up everything for Whittington. I mean, don't forget about Billingsby. I mean, yeah. Bill, I, I, Billingsby was actually your guy. I mean, he just had. That's the thing about even an Ajay Hall and a Billingsby artist is their head on right. You can't deny their their ability and their talent or whatever. I saw Jai Hall play one game. A lot of people gave him flack for the for his performance out there against Georgia. I'm like, Man, he's a true yeah. freshman. That's crazy. He's a true yeah, freshman. He's a true yeah. freshman. True freshman. <laughs> and he dropped yeah. one ball. He dropped exactly. one ball, but he caught a touchdown too. Then he did he the right, touchdown the game. I was, no, 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 that's like a. That. I think he dropped. He dropped the. He dropped oh, like one though. Yeah, he, dropped he dropped one for sure. Down, but he had a hell of a catch on the sideline though. That's what yeah. it was. He yeah. had. He had a. He had a. He had a main corner route that he took. Look, I'm not denying the talent, the overall, all the rest of that of Texas. Okay, you guys are gonna be talented this year. Like I tell you all the time, you know it's my running joke. You know I always say it. Did I? Did I think Texas was gonna go on five and seven? I prayed for it. Prayer is a powerful thing. <laughs> But there was, there's no way that you would have had me sitting there last year thinking, oh, yeah, y'all are going five and seven. I did not think that. Y'all season went up, down, up, down, down, down. Yeah. Like, y'all still it got went talent. Up, down, 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 down. Yeah. Down. Y'all happened, got, yeah. I mean, y'all had talent last year. Nobody's denying that. Well, but you're sitting, you know, uh, a lot of people are sitting here, you know, trying to tell me, oh, man, we got Nayor. And you're sitting there saying, hell, y'all said the same thing about. I didn't. I know about jo- a jo- a Joshua Moore last year. Y'all thought no, he was gonna be no, no. You need to run back to hey, run those tapes back. Me, you, Stephen, and Seth. <laughs> you were the one screened by Joshua Moore. Me and Stephen tell you to pump the brakes. You guys are saying Joshua Moore gonna Steve be like Devontae Smith. No, he's not. It was, I was like, pump them brakes. We'll go to the receipts. We don't but, like, pump them brakes. But basically, you get what I'm saying. Look. You know, as, as I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say something. Shout out to our boy said, but said like loves to say 
Chris, y'all have a G5 quarter, a quarterback coming from a G5 school. He's not going to be able to uh, uh, be able to take this Big 12 heat in, in this actual power five stuff. And I'm like, y'all got a G5 uh, uh, wide receiver. What the, what the hell is the difference? Kids are coming from with this way, that way. They're coming from high-level B2 football and making the league. These kids can play. Nayor has all the ability to be wide receiver one, but we know Worthy's going to get that. Oh, no, yeah, but that's what I think that's probably where Seb was getting at is that yeah. you got a guy who's coming in from G5 who's expected to basically be the guy, which, yeah. which I don't think that's a bad thing because I think having Gabriel, having him pair back up with Levy, that's a great yeah. thing for that's a great both thing. of them. That was a marriage made in heaven for you guys, to yeah. be honest with you. For OU to lose all, you know, everything that they lost last year, losing Lincoln Riley. Losing Caleb, Caleb, yeah, losing the wide receivers, losing the other coaches. I, I, I let me let me stop you right there, real quick. Let, let's 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 unpack that. So first off, Mario Williams, Mario Williams, uh, you could say he's a big loss. Some people might say he's a big loss. Some people might say he's just a loss. He had a good year last year. I'm not trying to turn on a kid, but I'm just saying he didn't have the year that everybody thought he was going to have as as a freshman. He's a true yeah. freshman, though. We got to. I know he's a freshman. Him. I know that's what I'm saying. But he didn't yeah. still have. He still didn't have the year that you thought. I mean, he still needed more time. But we don't have that coach anymore. He wanted to go. But on top of that, you look at Hazelwood. As much as I, I, I really did like Hazelwood. Let's just be honest with you. Hazelwood was not the same after his injury, and he yeah. could not create separation. He could not get loose. So I mean, people say that's a big, the big drop off. The problem is, is that last year you didn't have all your weapons. Theo Weiss is hurt. You're having injuries throughout the season. Um, I mean, you're basically running out there with Marvin Mims, Hazelwood, whenever he's, you know, in the loop of things, and then pretty much Drake Stoops. And then outside of that, you're trying to work in a lot of kids. And, you know, Mario Williams, obviously, but – and um, the kid from Arkansas, but he was injured too, right? So but you hey, deal with but, injuries at that position. But, Chris, let me stop you right quick about that. You know what was the difference between that and Texas last year? What's that? You guys had a game changer at quarterback. A good quarterback erases a lot of things. Oh, we had two, but you know. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> a good quarterback erases a lot of things. Yeah. Right. So when once you have a game changer at quarterback, it 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 erases a lot of shit. It just is what it is. Caleb yeah. erased a lot of stuff. Spencer erased a few things in the first four games. Caleb erased a lot of stuff because of his just ability, man. And yeah. so you can have some losses, uh, you know, with the wide receivers, with the running backs, with the line. Your line, your line doesn't even have to be great with a guy like Caleb. It, it's he erased a lot of stuff. Now I get that point, but I mean, I think you and I both can say, I mean, at the end of the day, there still were problems with Lincoln last year as far as his play calling. Like that was probably, I mean, out, out of the out of the years that he's been there, it's probably his worst year as far as his play calling. I mean, it seems like he was just too stubborn to actually realize that hey, the zone, the zone spread scheme. I mean, the zone scheme would have would have worked. Like whenever we ran the zone scheme offensively, I mean, we were clicking, clicking on all cylinders, couldn't be stopped. But every time we kept trying to do the GT pool, all the rest of that stuff, it just never worked. I mean, the you offense was kind of like. Go ahead. Know, I wonder if was Lincoln trying to implement, you know. His his offense, of course, right? But mm-hmm. was he trying to model his offense for Caleb like he did for Kyler? But Caleb mentally and physically wasn't at the level that Kyler was in his last couple of years. They were, you know, prior to him leaving, right? And so, you know, Kyler, I mean, of course, I mean, good arm, can run as and, well, but Kyler knew the offense, right? So 
at the end of the day, I think one of the biggest things to remember is that, you know, one, you look at the offensive line, how they play, and then you think about beating Bo. Go back to that last comment. We'll talk about that one, too. Which one was that? Uh, the one about the QBs are way more important than, uh, than wide receivers. Uh, Hell, not in y'all case. If they can't get open, I mean, <laughs> your quarterback can be all world, and if they don't get open, then it don't matter. Uh, but look at this. <laughs> Y'all's line wasn't that great last year. Yeah, our line wasn't that great last quarterback year. Race, if, you had, if you had a guy who couldn't move, uh-huh. it would be over for y'all last well, year. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying I'm going back to the play calling because if you look at Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley didn't put set them up for, for success. Get what I'm saying? Go back to the K-State game. I say it all the time. If you go back to the Kansas State game last year, that was the real OU team that played that year. No, he played last year. That was the best. That's the honestly the most complete game that they had simply because they chose to run the ball and they did the zone scheme. But them going back to the GT pool, GT count, everybody was waiting on it. That's yeah. what Baylor did. Baylor said, that's what you want to run. You don't want to run the zone. You don't want to spread us out. You don't want to do any of this. Okay, we already know what's coming and we know your sense. We know all of this stuff. So – I mean, in my opinion, it just was hard. I mean, then think about Beating Bo. Beating Bo has said, I mean, it's not like it's a secret. Beating Bo said he wasn't able to play the players that he wanted to play last year. And yeah. so you're 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 looking at that and just saying, I mean, there, there was a lot left out, a lot left on the field last year. Oh, you, I mean, that that team, I mean, that team last year, I mean, we would to be honest with you, even though we won more. And that's not even a slight, just being real, even though we won more, we were still just as up and down as Texas was each week. I mean, we were uh, both teams were inconsistent. Let's just be real. It wasn't like it was a consistent thing. Yes, you can go back and, and watch me. I held out hope this game. Oh, yeah, 55, 17, all the rest of that. Well, hold on. But, you see, you see, so this is what we were talking about earlier, too. Yeah. You guys had a better record than us, of course, because, you you know, your defense was at least average. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you had some hell of an edge rushers, a lot like us, the year before with Joseph Osai, right? Joseph Osai mm-hmm. was a game changer. If we'd have had somebody like him last year, uh, Texas doesn't go five and seven. I think Texas goes probably eight and four last year, right? You know, like that's just my opinion. But we had nobody off the edge. I think the person with the most sacks last year for Texas had two and a half sacks, and that was Ben Davis off the bench, right? So, I mean, that's the kind of pressure we were putting on people. No, I mean, I'm right? just going to be real with you. I had Nick problem. Benito, man. The problem that y'all had, y'all had Coburn out there at 350 trying to do them, you know what I'm saying, them T-Rex ones trying to reach through the line, trying to grab a running back, and you like, bro, he already the second level. What you doing? Who you grabbing at? And, uh, I, I keep telling y'all, y'all got to get Coburn off the field. He's killing y'all in that middle, man. He's it's going to be interesting y'all. to see who they put this year, man, because – I think, I think one of, the, one of the, the, biggest, the biggest things that Texas has to do defensively, y'all got to get Overshaw some help. He can't blitz every time, and he can't do. He can't be responsible for well, everything. You know, like now think about him BJ too Foster as well. Off the field, y'all might have some help. Who? I said now that y'all got BJ Foster off the field, y'all may. <laughs> y'all may have you know, some my help. thing about Overshawn though, and I love him as a player. Um, yeah, he hasn't had a a full off season. You know, he's been hurt in both the off yeah. seasons. This is the first year I think he's had a full off season. And so you know. Everything's coming back that he's bulked up a lot this year. I heard he's up to 227, 230 range right now. You know, mm-hmm. so he's at a linebacker weight right now. He was at a free safety, strong safety weight last year trying to play linebacker. And he was still effective. Um, but he could be more effective having a full off season, not being hurt, letting the game come to him now. Everything's slowing down for him now. So I expect big things from him. Um, but last year, man, we got to figure out a way how to get – 
the light bulb to turn on for Alfred Collins. That's yeah. the big thing. He's inconsistent. I mean, you're, I mean, that's that's the that's the reason why. Because here's the thing, and that's why I go back and say it, Nick. It's not a slight. It's not me just being trying to trying to clown. You can see now we're actually having a serious conversation. It, it, you know, we go for this stuff, but we have a serious conversation. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Y'all have had classes where y'all have had Alfred Collins, the 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 that have the the freakish size and the freakish athleticism, whatever the case may be, high four star, high five star. Y'all have those kids all over. That's just, I wouldn't say all kids. over. No, 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 no. Just because you mean, get one. The way y'all recruit, y'all have had recruiting classes. Y'all have had elite recruiting classes. Not on the, the offensive line and defensive line. Down. Not on the offensive line and defensive line. That's where I think people are getting things misconstrued. Mm-hmm. Texas's recruiting classes have been skill position heavy, um, you know, wide receiver heavy, tight end heavy, yeah. um, running back heavy. The offensive lines have been not heavy at all, you know. So I did a video about uh, the churches. I know, yeah, I've man. You know, so, you know, so just churches. think about that. Over five years, the five years prior to start coming on board, Texas had eighteen scholarship uh, offensive line that they recruited which was dead last in the Big 12 tied with Kansas. And people are wondering why we lost to Kansas, right? Because we don't have the trenches and they don't have it either. Now it's just like, who can who can hold off each other here for, you know, for four quarters, right? That's pretty much it. Our recruiting on the line has been horrible. Yeah. So that's why I'm so intrigued with what Sark did last year, bringing in seven guys last year um, and bringing in four, what, like two days ago, right? And, you know, so people have been giving us like a lot of flack because those four that we brought in, they're not the most highly ranked guys. But you can't expect to bring in uh, a Devin Campbell, a Kelvin Banks Jr., a Neto, mm-hmm. um, you know, Agbo, uh, Cole Huston, Connor Robinson, Big Ken Williams. You got seven guys there. And then the next year, say, look, I'm going to bring in uh, three you know, like five stars again and another four, four stars that are going to want to play. All right. Those guys understand that when Kelvin Banks is in that lineup, if he's healthy, he's playing Campbell. If he's in that lineup, he's healthy. He's playing, you know? So what Cal flood did this year was he got four guys that are the size he wants. He says mm-hmm. big humans. That's what he wants. He wants big humans, big ass humans, right? You got guys, six, seven, three, 45, six, six, three, 45. You know, I think the leanest guy there is six six, two hundred and eighty pounds, right? But he mm-hmm. got he, like he has the guys that he wants because he knows that this class for twenty twenty three is is going to be the class that is going to have to develop, right? Yeah, they're going to sit behind this stellar class we got in twenty two if everything works out right, right? And these guys are going to develop for two years, and, and that's ready. It's going to be monsters, right? And so that's, that's what he's doing. And I was just gonna say that's the key word. I mean, that's the it's development because and I think Al Flood's gonna be able to develop him. I mean, he has a track record of development. Right? I think I, you know, and 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 I brought up the whole NIL thing because I mean, it's it's a real thing. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Like what you said, it, it may not apply to a guy like uh, uh, Arch, Arch but I can yeah. still tell you that he's gonna want to get what he thinks he deserves, and he's gonna want to be at a place that he feels like he's gonna be able to. To, to do all of that. And he's I mean, going to do that at Texas. Yeah, Where else he's going to get that at? It's 2022. He won a brand. Uh, he, man, he can do that at Bama. He can do that at U.S. Hell, he can do that at USC. He can do that at Ole Miss if he wanted yeah, to. Yeah, I'm not. But I, I'm, I'm talking about where is he going to go uh, where, where, where he's close to, where mm-hmm. his family can come see him every weekend. It ain't but, USC. 
<laughs> no, I mean, yeah, LSU, but, well, here, Texas. Here's the, thing. here's the thing. Let's not stray away from the point, okay? It's all about development. One of the yep. biggest things that I say, you know, I saw it in your comments and all the rest of this stuff. It, it's always funny to see, hear people talk about stuff on the Twitter spaces and then talk about it in the comments, right? Oh, well, oh, you better uh, better win at least seven games or they're not going to be able to uh, recruit or do all this stuff in Texas. And I'm just like, y'all acting like the border is about to close or something. Because at the end of the day, we could talk NIL, we could talk money and all the rest of that stuff. Players are going to want to get paid. You know that. But at the same time, players are going to want to be developed too, and so that's something you know that's big for y'all. Y'all got to y'all got to pay it out on the field, and y'all got to develop too. Because I mean, when's the last time y'all had an offensive lineman going and drive? Uh, two years ago, Sam Cosme. One. Yeah, and then the year before that, it was uh, Connor. Uh, we had a couple guys go free agency, but not much. That's why we got Cal Flood here. That's why we got Cal Flood here. Right. Yeah, high round guys like that. You get what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's the point of it. You know, guys still want to go to the league and play and everything. And that long money better than just a short term right then and there. But I get it. It's NIL and all the rest of that. You guys got that. Kyle Flood and all of them. I mean, that was the thing we laughed at y'all about last year. You know, I did. Oh, we got all the Alabama coaches, so now we about to go crazy. You know what I'm saying? But your D line was weak. You had a you had a great you have a great you have great coaches on on staff, but. You know, they still got to have talent. I, and like I said, you guys have talent. You guys are going to have talent. It's nothing new. Whoopie, whoopie, do. Okay. Let's just go out here. Let's hit some, let, let's, let's, let's hit them pads hit. Let, let's, let's see the wins and losses, how they stack up. But also, I mean, at too, the end of the day, that's what it's all about. You know, but also, too, I think what people don't like realize when they came to Texas, right, is mm. uh, you had a culture. Um, well, first of all, First off, let me talk about OU for a minute, all right? All right. OU's culture is great. It is what it is. You guys are winning, right? It is what it is. And so for everybody that says, ah, they're not going to do well, I, I don't believe that. And uh, I'm going to tell you why. They got Stoops. They got Lincoln Riley. They got BV. I have confidence. This is me talking as a Texas grad and a Texas fan with a Texas website and a Texas YouTube channel, right? I'm a Texas guy through and through. Right, uh, but OU's gotten it right the last two hires prior to BV. They've gotten it right, and so I don't see why why this is not going to be right either. I got full confidence that they're going to be just fine. Yeah. You know, they have a culture there, and I say that they have a culture there in place because those players that play for Stoops and those players that play for Lincoln, um, they have that mindset. You know, like they know how to win. Your best teams are player led teams, right? Once they get you know, like, hey, I know how to win. I know how to practice. Hey, young buck, come here, bro. You know, hey, look, come here. I'm going to show you how to win, right? Those mm-hmm. are your best teams are when the stars lead the team and it's player-led. Now, BV coming in, I don't think OU's going to take a drastic fall. I don't, but it's still an unknown with BV. He's never been a head coach. It is what it is, right? The same flat we got last year for Sark, you know, we can get the same flat for BV because he's been nothing but a coordinator pretty much his whole life. Right. So now this is his biggest job is to become the head coach of OU and we'll see what's going to happen. But OU has a culture set in place. They still got players from the old staff that are going to do their thing. They, they still have coaches from the old staff. I think BB made some good hires, you know, like when it comes to the offensive coordinator, he is, you know, basically the, the DC, you know, like BV is the DC, you know, like everybody knows that. Right. Um, but uh, when it comes to Texas, when it comes to the, to the culture in place. When Sark took this job, I don't think that Sark 
thought that the culture and that the players that he was inheriting uh, was at that level. I'm thinking he thought this was at another level, right? You know, and obviously it wasn't. He probably looked at the roster, looks at players, you know, Cal Flood looks at players in the roster and says, oh, okay, that guy right there, I recruited him when I was at Bama. You know, they didn't do it right, but I know I can change him, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, coaches are cocky. You know, they have to be. Players are cocky, coaches are cocky, right? You know, so my thing right here is, once you get on campus and these guys have all these bad habits built in because they had three offensive line coaches, three <laughs> offensive coordinators, you know, they just got bad habits built in, you know, <laughs> you know, sometimes there's no saving some of these kids because it is yeah. what it is. Right. And so now you have a full off season, a full season, your recruits, these guys are bought in what I'm hoping. And this is me hoping that things are going to change. Cal flood is going to coach these guys up like he has at Bama, like he has in the pros as well. And we'll see what's going to happen. But uh, but for anybody that says, oh, you're going to just do garbage, come on, man. Let's just be honest. I'm not an OU fan by no means. Hook them all day long horns up. However, they have a culture, but, you know, you know, you know like OU has a culture in place of, you know, like down there where those kids are definitely going to play to win. They're, they're playing for BV. It is what it is. They're going to play for BV. And I like DG going over there with Levy. I think it's a perfect fit. For every mm-hmm. player that you guys lost, like it was almost like the football guy said, "Oh, we're going to bring you Lebby," and "Oh, we're going to bring you Lebby's first quarterback he had that, that threw for almost four thousand yards his first season." And you know, so you guys made up uh, for all the losses that you got, especially at the most important position. Mm-hmm. I mean, and 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 that that goes without being said. So l- look at the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, everybody's going to say, "Okay, you guys lost Perrion, you guys lost Benito, big losses." Be honest with you. Out of all of those those losses that that we're gonna you know probably kind of miss the most, probably gonna be. Um, gosh, I don't know why his his name was just in there. It was on the D line, but anyways, we're missing some guys. Okay, we're gonna miss those guys that went where went pro, and we're gonna miss them mighty heavily. However, however, I mean, you go look at the Jeffrey Johnson kid, General Booty. You go look at the Jeffrey Johnson kids you got uh, Tulane. You look at the kid you got from Hawaii. You're looking at a guy like Marcus Stripling. You saw that Oregon game. You look at guys like um, um, uh, Woody Washington. I mean, you're returning talent. Joshua Eaton. Uh, then you go out there in, in the portal and you're able to get some more DBs with experience. Uh, Billy Bowman should have a, a, a damn good year. So should Key Lawrence. I mean, you're athletic at, at, at positions that you weren't at really necessarily athletic at last year. And you're going to be really good, too. You know, Trouble was great back there. Loved him back there. And also, you know, you like Pat Fields, too. But at the same time, you're feeling like you're going to be better. There's a lot of continuity on that defense. And some guys like Kendall Dennis um, that are going to get time this year. You know, you're looking at Kevin Gilliam also on that on that defensive line. There's guys that a lot of people wanted around the, around the nation when they were coming out. A lot of, a lot of high-star guys that didn't get a fair shake with the last coaching staff that are getting a shake this year. And you're just like, man, you're just excited. The fact of the matter is, it's just that it's, it's, yeah, it's culture. We could talk about all, all the rest of that. You're getting great coaches too. We haven't fell in love with the whole reason that, oh yeah, they went to, they went, they read Clemson and they did this at Clemson and all the rest of that. So that speaks for itself. But the fact of the matter is with BV, he's coming home. It's not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Texas went to hire Tom Herman, thought they had a hot shot. Tom Herman was all over the place. Ohio State, all the rest of the stuff like they did his thing. 
Sark did his thing at Alabama when he came back into the coaching scene in the college world, right? But these guys are not, these are not like Texas alums. These are not guys that, that are Texas. Brent Venable spent the better part of his career at, at OU, you know, and people want to sit, sit here and forget about all the talent that he produced and, and had go to the league. And for some odd reason, still playing in the league. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you look at the success that he was able to continue to have, and you're excited about that, about what he's bringing back. He went off, went on to a new adventure, and was still successful. So why can't he maintain that as, as a head coach? But on the defense side of the ball, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're um, bringing back world beaters or whatever, but we're bringing back more continuity than a lot of people are giving us credit for. And then offensively, I mean, you're looking at Jack, uh, Gibson. You're looking at uh, Theo Weiss is back. He's healthy. You're looking at Marvin Mims. You're, you're looking at Jaleel Farouk. You're looking at guys like that. And then in the running back room, Javante Bournes, that's the name that you better look out for. Javante Bournes is going to be real. Gavin Sawchuk is on is uh, is on the scene now, and he's he's another freshman that might get a lot of burn. Then you start looking at a guy uh, like Eric Gray, and you're saying, can he actually take that next step? You know, and so I mean, and that's that's not the only running back. That, that's not the only three running backs that we have. I mean, we have guys back there, and you know. Every for everybody that's out there saying, well, if if Dylan Gabriel gets hurt, then you guys are 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 are, are done. Well, I mean, I can say the same thing for Texas fans or, or for Texas. What if Quinn Ewers gets hurt and then you guys are stuck with the guy that you don't like at all, which is Hudson Card? Which I we'll talk nobody, about that too. Nobody think, says they don't like Hudson Card. No, like think, nobody said that. Hudson Card was actually Hudson Card was actually playing well against West Virginia, you know, and then he got hurt, right? You know, he had the happy feet. He got, yeah. you know, this, you know, honestly, against Arkansas, he had the happy feet and he just didn't look like yeah. a quarterback. He looked like a deer in the headlights. Yeah. You know, Casey comes in, does this thing. Um, but Casey doesn't have the arm talent that Hudson has. He just doesn't. Yeah. You know, uh Casey's deep balls weren't there, you know, you know, either. Hudson comes in against West Virginia and Hudson plays well. I'm just like, this is the Hudson that we are looking for. And then he gets hurt, and then it's just a wrap after that, right? So he was coming into his own. Yeah. Um, but, you know, having him as a backup, that's not a bad backup. You know, if yeah. if Quinn wins this job, which I think everybody, yeah. you know, thinks he is, having Hudson there is not a bad backup. That's Here's, my thing. Here's my thing, and this is not just because y'all, you guys are going to be playing against Bama. Just hear me out on this, all right? Karen told me this is the worst take he's ever heard. <laughs> I said that <laughs> – Hudson Card should start. No. And why Why I say that, why I say that is because, yes, he may not be more talented than Quinn Ewers is, okay? But the fact of the matter is, is that he may be more, he may be more well-suited for this current team, at least for the first two, three, four games why, to bring enough. that team along. No, because we don't want to flip quarterbacks again. You can't do that. I you get it. I get it. I'm just and saying, then, give so, him a chance. No, no. You go with Quinn all the way. You leave him in there, and you let him ride it out. You know, so people forget Quinn didn't play high school football last year. His senior year, he was at Ohio State getting reps against Ohio State's defense. You yeah. know, so he's seen it, right? He's seen a college level defense for over a year and a top level college level defense too at that. So he wasn't going against you know, uh, uh, Southlake Carroll scout team. He wasn't going against, you know, Westlake in the championship game or, you know, he was going against 
the best of the best at Ohio State every day. So iron sharpens iron, right? So he's seen some of the things that have that have gone there. You put Quinn in, you don't mix it up. You say, this is my guy. And if he doesn't get injured, we're going to ride this out because we can't flip quarterbacks back and forth. Do you think that Quinn leaves? I mean, you think you think Carr leaves if Quinn starts? I don't think he leaves this year. I think he leaves at the end of the year because think about it. He's in the same position. If Carr doesn't get the starting, you know, like job here, um, then if he leaves in the fall, where's he going to go and play immediately? Nowhere. Nowhere. No, he's not because one thing he doesn't know anybody his offense. He knows his offense at Texas. Like what team in their right mind is going to take a guy, you know, in the transfer portal and then start in the next week? Or even if he goes there in six, six games and, and then has to start, you've missed half the season. So, no, nah, I don't see it. If Carr transfers, I think Sam, you'll – Huh? Sam Houston State, I don't know. Probably. No, I mean, but why – no, 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 no. no. <laughs> he has, he has oh, much man. better options than that. I could see a guy <laughs> like Hudson Carr – this is just me talking real talk. I could see a guy like Hudson Carr after this season – transferring and going to somebody like Clemson. You crazy as hell. That boy headed to SMU or something like that. That boy, that boy gonna be right there behind Mordecai. He not gonna be no, I'm serious, man. People, here, man. I'm 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 telling you. Clubnick I'm telling is you. not gonna let that position go. Oh shit. I forgot about Clubnik. Yeah, my bad. Bro, on, Take that man. up. My bad. Hey, 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 Chris. Hey, Chris, scrap that. I forgot about Clubnik. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I forgot talk, about Clubnik. South Carolina. South Carolina is the best I can do for you. South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, hey man, hey, hey. My bad. I forgot about Clubnik. Wow. I forgot about Clubnik. Okay. No, but there, but there are other teams out there that are power five that he can go to. Yeah. He knows he can, you know, like go and play. And, but it won't be this year. I think it'll be next year, unless he transfers like now. He would have to transfer now to get in the fall camp somewhere. Is he was he a red shirt last year or was he a true freshman? Last year he was a red shirt, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's red shirt. Okay. Yeah. yeah so this is third year. Like his eligibility. I know if he's a red shirt junior or a red shirt fr- uh, sophomore. Or no, so he should be a red shirt sophomore this year. I mean, it was so he has three years in the program, right? And yeah. then he'll um he'll get his degree early because he's getting the biggest degree from think, Texas, yeah. and then and then bounce. Right. So yeah, he'll have his two. He'll have his two or three, whatever. How many years you have? Um, I think. And I then, think. Yeah, there you go. Here, right there. Houston to be an option too because they're going to the Big Twelve next year. Yeah. yeah, I can I see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what did Homer say? Yeah, I, I believe Homer in... had a good. I thought Homer had a good point. I mean, it's a good point. I mean, it's a valid point. It's kind of old school, but I mean, it still works. It worked. I ain't even gonna go that route. It, it works. I think it works. I think my biggest thing is like, yeah, you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm. I, it's it's definitely a new regime because I'm used to seeing fireworks go off right now. You know, the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. all the rest of the stuff. Um, you know, we were sitting there in position. Our 2023 class was, was going to, I mean, it was going to be crazy. But then you saw God give it, God take it away, right? But <laughs> um, I, 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 it's a bit archaic, I guess. But at the same time, I mean, you know, hey, I'm rolling with it until it doesn't work. I think that um, one of the things that you have to take into account with the comment like that is just the fact that um, these coaches – they're in a new place and they're establishing, but mostly reestablishing the connections that they have with these kids. Anyway, it's just saying, Hey, look, new gear, new school, new same stadium, person, uniform. Yeah. But, but it's still the same approach. You already know my pedigree, you know, exactly what I'm about. And so I'm proving, get what I'm saying? So you're still looking for those kids who want to commit and do that. And I mean, at the end of the day, 
you could talk about that, but I will say this right here. We have a kid uh, of our own that is a five-star as well, uh, Jackson Normal. So, I mean, we kind of had a face of our 23 class as well, you know, and our quarterback who we're really excited about and who we think, to be honest with you, he may – uh if he if he not top five he definitely if he's top five he's definitely not five in that in that qb ranking because a lot of people have you know malachi nelson the nico kid jackson arnold a lot of people think that they any of them could you could it's a hand toss who's the best in this class but we'll give it to y'all y'all got mark arch arch is number one right now we'll see at the uh at the end of the recruiting cycle where he stands but at the same time it's a great piece but I definitely say, I mean, I'm excited about the class and some of the pickups we've had. We haven't had that big splash that we're used to, but at the same time, we still got to let it shake out and people got to see what we actually put on the field. And I think they're going to be pretty impressed with the product. Yeah. You know, so I think you guys are in the same position um, that Texas was in last year uh, because you guys had Lincoln and Lincoln, of course, was the quarterback whisperer, right? He's, yeah. You know, he's the guy. And so, you know, going to Levy, you know, people, people, don't have the the full proof on Levy yet, right? So you know, yeah. you got Gabriel, he's gonna be, you know, good there, I think. Um you had the kid at uh at uh Ole Miss last year, you know, you know, as well. You know, so he got drafted this year as well. But he's not a household name. Levy's not a household name yet, right? Lincoln mm-hmm. Riley was damn near a household name as an OC. Right. Everybody yeah. knew Lincoln Riley was the next person in waiting and you had the luster of that going on. And he developed quarterbacks, Baker and Kyler and, and yeah. Spencer and, and now Caleb. And so he he had that luster. Right. Um, but now it's, I think, oh, you has to go prove it on the field. And it's a situation that you guys ain't been in a long time. Uh, we ain't been in a long time. But at the same time, I can say this right here. We're not coming off. of, And this ain't even the slightest you we're not coming off a of losing season. It's not like we're coming off of anything that we lost players. We get it. I'm not going to sit here and say that, oh, my God, I wish, you know, Dylan Gabriel's going to be way better than Caleb Williams, all the rest of the stuff. We know his upside. We know we know the potential that he has to probably be. I mean, he, he's going to be in a conversation of being one of the best quarterbacks and not the best this year outside of Bryce Young. And, um, hell, I'm trying – outside of Bryce Young, let's just, be, let's just be honest. You get what I'm saying? So, Caleb, oh, yeah. and, um, and boy from uh, – Dude from uh, Ohio State, you know what I'm saying? So oh, Stroud, Stroud, yeah, yeah. Stroud, CJ Stroud. Out of those two, I mean, you could put him at three right now and just kind of see how the season progresses and see who's playing. Who, playing Caleb? Better football. Yeah, Caleb. Oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I thought you said you know, you know Gabriel. I'm like, huh? boy, stop playing. Stop playing. <laughs> stop playing. That's my boy, but I mean, we gotta go out there and prove it. But at the same time, I don't see why he couldn't. You know, here's the interesting. Hold on thing. now. Hold, stop. Stop. We're not gonna put Dylan Gabriel in there with Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. No, stop I said he gotta go out there and prove it. I was I like, he could be up. Yeah, there. He was just about to say we gotta stop that right there. We gotta stop that. I'm not saying that right now. They got their problems too. He got his problems too. Let's see. Let's see how it shakes out. Give us give it a chance. But here's an interesting thing to think about. All right, I know they're gonna give me flack out there in the comments, but listen to this, Nick. Nick, you you you're, you're sensible. So so just make sense of this, okay? Dylan Gabriel coming in there, obviously, like you said, it was a huge addition because he's already familiar with Levy. Levy's familiar with him. He's already far along with this team, especially offensively. He's helping them progress at a faster rate than what would have happened with Caleb or even Spencer if he would have stayed at this time. Get what I'm saying? So I'm not saying that the talent. I can't say that because Spencer would have been in the program three years. 
but it'd been a new offense. He didn't. He doesn't know this offense. He oh, okay, okay, offense. yeah, okay. I'm thinking if you're saying Spencer with Lincoln still, you know, that's three years in the program. No, yeah, that's that's okay. what I'm saying at this okay. point in their careers. I mean, it's just it's it is what it is, you know. So. My whole thing is I think OU is going to uh, have a better season than what everybody expects. I think that at the end of the day, I still see them going to the Big 12 championship. Prove me otherwise last year. Obviously, the two teams that did beat us, that did happen. But at the same time, I mean, OU and, and, and Texas, if they had any – if they had any, like, common, common denominator, it would just be basically both teams got to go prove it this year. You can have all the offseason talk. You can have all the fans show up at the stadium for the spring game, and you can have all the hype. You got to go prove it. Because at the end of the day, Baylor – Kieran says Baylor took a step down. Like, look, I get it. Baylor lost players, but we know Dave Aranda is still going to field a, a really good defense. Yeah, and yeah he's going to coach. They're one of that team. Either, yeah, either they're going to be consistently bad or they're going to be consistently good. And they're not even going to be great. They're just going to be consistently good. They're, they're not. They're a team that you have to play them all four quarters, and you can't you can't beat yourself when you play them. Just like a K State will be right. Um, yeah. Just hell, just like a Kansas for y'all. But anyways, get think- out of here. <laughs> get out of here. What y'all gonna do when y'all go up there to uh, the Kansas? I heard Kansas uh, schedule y'all for their homecoming game. Uh, we're gonna tear their ass up. But hey, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, let me tell you something, though. So, you know, I heard what you said. You know, OU had a winning season last year. It's not like you guys didn't come off a winning season. And I get that. You know, the same thing can be said about Texas. You know, we came off a 7-3 and three season and hired Sark, right? Um, now, I believe Sark is the guy for us. You know, mm-hmm. I, I do. I think Sark is the guy that's going to lead us into the SEC. He's going to win games for us. I do. Just like you believe, BV's your guy. Um, but BV's never been a head coach. And just like we had a winning season the previous year, uh, I'm not saying you guys have a losing season. I just think there's going to be some kind of regression. That's just well, my you opinion. Said, I don't, I, I don't now you think. walking back what you just said. Y'all said the same thing about Lincoln when he took over. The fact of the matter is you could talk about BV not being a no, head coach. Lincoln, Lincoln, about- Lincoln had that oh, whole – he had that whole roster. He had the whole roster. Boy, you acting like we just didn't come away. When Lincoln fought, first got there as an OC, you acting like we didn't come off like an eight and five year. You acting like we weren't coming off of lousy teams. They built that. That was Stoops who handed him the keys. I understand what you're saying. But while he was the OC, Stoop handed him the keys, right? Yeah. So Lincoln, so Lincoln was able to build that roster the way that he wanted to. So when he took over, it was smooth selling for him. He was running the offense regardless. So, right? so that's all I'm saying. So it, it was point, familiarity with the program. Let's point the fact out. Let's point the fact out. You want to talk about that? Let's talk about your coach as a head coach only having one nine-win season. He's never won 10 games in one year in as a head season, coach. In the season that he had those nine wins in, he took a team that was, 0-12? That's not the point. That's not the yes, point. Yes, it is. He's never yes, won it games. He's yes, never, it, Nick, yes, his it is. Yes, it is. Win his as a head coach. It's terrible. How many? It's how many terrible, years? Nick. How many years has Steve Sarkeesian coached? Nick, if you go all the way back to Washington, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying how many? How many? How many years has Steve Sarkeesian coached as a head coach? I'm looking it up now. It wasn't a ton of years. Is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, is, but hell, was he ready then? 
And it, hell, five and seven with the team that you guys had last year, which was still had a, a pulse. Come on, man, that's not. Let's I think that, that that is such that is that is such a bullcrap point to try to point out. It's an easy point because it's the easy way out. Oh well, he hasn't coached the game as a head coach. What the hell, bro? Like, come on, man. Y'all, I mean, that's... y'all talk about Texas. Texas fans sit up and say, "Oh well, if you go back to the LSU game, if you go back to this Bama game or that, you're just like that's bullcrap, bro." You say he's he's right part there. of the reason why they were able to win those championships. Come on, man. You acting on, like that offense went out there. You know, I heard a guy in the tour space the other day say, oh, well, BV had the luxury of playing with uh, having Deshaun Watson on the other side. He had a generation. Well, he did. Man, just keep it honest. I mean, his he defense was great. He had, look, he but had Deshaun Chris, Watson, but let's not Chris, go back we, to the game and act like that wasn't Chris, a defense-heavy game. Chris, we we have said this earlier today. A generational quarterback, and I'll yeah. say not even generational, just a great quarterback mask everything. They mask everything. Where would you guys be last year without Caleb? Tell me your record without Caleb last year. Let's be honest. Look, look, look. I'm being real. Tell me you guys' record without Caleb last year. Spencer wasn't the answer. We know that. If Caleb didn't come in, let's keep it real, Texas wins that game. It is what it is. I think you, you know that. Spencer had more happy feet than Hudson Card had against, uh, you know, you know Arkansas. So without Caleb last year, you guys would lost two games last year or three. Exactly. Look, Nick, Nick, Nick. Look, now you're doing that whole Texas thing. No, 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 no. I'm just doing Texas thing. I'm just keeping it real. No, just like I'm just keeping it honest. Wide on here talking about, oh, we let up. You didn't let up. You got your ass tore up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Second half was a different story. Hey Y'all Jesse, hey, Jesse, thanks Jesse, for the super chat, God. man. Hold on right quick, Chris. Thanks for the super chat. I like the <laughs> chat, but I'm not gonna say we let up, Jesse. Nah, 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 nah. We didn't let up because I, 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 I can't let that go, Jesse. We didn't let up. Oh, we didn't let up. We just no, got it taken man. to us in the end. I'm a, I'm a true fan, but I'm a realist, right? I am a realist. Anybody that knows me knows that I'm a realist. But nah. Nah, nah, nah. Oh, we didn't I mean, let Hey, let's be real. Y'all was, hey, y'all was on it. It's first we, half. Yes, first yes, time. we were on it the first half. But the defense in the second half, the it was, yeah, it just was what it was. You know what I'm saying? It just was what it was. But, but I do want to say, like we were just talking about, a great quarterback masks a lot of things. Alabama without Bryce Young this year, you know, let's let's be honest. Uh, Alabama had more – they had the same amount of sacks this year as Texas did from their offensive line giving up sacks this year. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So without a guy like Bryce Young to command that offense and to be able to scramble and to, and to be a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, that offense looks a lot different. Yeah. That team is a lot, lot different. Uh, the, the, I, look, the thing about that, though, is it's a lot, lot of working parts to go into, and it's two main working parts. It's the offensive line, but it's also uh, Bill O'Brien. I mean, his – what the hell is Nick Saban thinking about Bill? But there you go. You're making my point right now. A great quarterback mask everything with the offensive line that they had last year that allowed more sacks than Bama has in a long time and horrible play calling. They were still in the national championship game. Their defense wasn't that good last year. They gave up so many big plays. They were in the national championship game because they had a quarterback that can mask everything a generational quarterback a Heisman trophy winner quarterback 
takes you a long way. Well, let's, let's act like Will Anderson wasn't, wasn't doing his thing last no, year. No, I didn't say let's I'm talking like about the defense as a whole, Chris. Chris, I have to watch Alabama games every week. My wife's from Alabama. Right, even she'll yeah. tell you she's like the defense was garbage last year. Oh, that's like, Pete Golding. That's Pete Golding. No, hold on, no, hold on, hold on. I don't want to hit. No, no. See, you're doing what you said. I was just doing a few minutes ago. <laughs> that's what you're doing. If uh, you know, hey, if it's for fits, we'd all be drunk. You know what I'm saying? If if my if my aunt had it, you know what? She'd be my uncle, right? No so what is? No <laughs> <one> is. No <laughs> one is. That's you going back with what you told me, right? No, man. Generational quarterback masks a lot of things. It matters like having Bryce Young mass a lot of things for Alabama. Nick, he just did. Nick, look, and you know it. You know I'm it. Gonna, I'm gonna be real with you, man. I'm gonna be real with you. One thing that I definitely have been fatigued of this year, and I've been I've been tired of. Is Sam covered up a lot. <laughs> Get that off my screen. Get that off my screen. Don't make me go off on this dude, bro. <laughs> Herman covered up all of Sam Ellicott's problems. That, that's the issue. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. Dude, but Tom no. Herman's offense was archaic. Come on, bro, you know that. Bro, bro. Herman, Herman gave y'all y'all first 10 wins season in like forever. Come on, man. <laughs> and Herman wasn't out here dropping, letting, letting, uh, letting Kansas drop 50 points on him, bro. Like, yeah, yes, he did. I, so, obviously, you don't watch games either. Herman let – he did like Kansas drop 50 on us. We had to win with a dick of the kicker uh, uh, last second kick, was it, like three, four years ago. Yes, he was. Bro, he was letting I, that happen. You know why I didn't watch that game? Because I figured y'all would win that game. I didn't think and, y'all uh, – <laughs> I'm going to tell you why you didn't watch it because it, you know, the damn game was on Longhorn Network. Nobody gets to watch a long home network. Anyways, it is what it is. Um, yeah, man. But look, it is what it is, man. A generational quarterback mask a lot of things. I'm yeah. not saying, hey, BV's defenses are great. Don't get it twisted. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it. But having a guy like Deshaun Watson, <laughs> let's keep it real. Yeah, and, I mean, it hey, only enhances him, it. Him, him Even, and Winfro, uh, Deshaun Watson and Winfro, they 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 got it. And done. Mike Williams. And Mike Williams. But at the end of the day, if you go back to the game, you'll be sitting there saying, "Hey, man, defensively, come on, you know." No, they had a good but, defense. They had really but good defense. at the at the end of the day, I'll say this right here: all the what is, all this offseason chatter, we got this or whatever. I've seen it before. We've been there. That's good. I'm glad that y'all are doing that, Nick. We gotta go prove it on the field. Both teams do this year. Let's just be real. Yeah, that's true. I've always both said teams, that. You know, both teams you know, got I, a lot of both teams got a lot of naysayers on both sides of whatever the case may be. This isn't even Texas hate. This is just being real. You guys went five and seven last year, and you know, let's put that in the past. It's it's y'all are not going five and seven this year. Nah, I don't. You know what? If I said nine games, I would sit here and say maybe that's a little bit underwhelming. I think eight and four. I think I. I you think I eight think and this. Four? Who yeah, I mean, losses? Bama's won. Um, I don't know. I got to, you know, I don't know. Baylor lost a lot of talent this year. Oh, yeah, I got to go year. and look at it, man. I got to look at a lot, you know, because I got to see. I have to see how this offensive line is going to jail in the fall. Because I think, I everybody, I think everybody understands that we're going to have two freshmen on that line this year between Kelvin Banks and Campbell. Yeah. Huh? No, no, no. Banks is going to be a tackle. I guarantee you Banks is going to start that tackle. I'm telling you. Campbell's going to be – Campbell's going to probably be, I would say, a right guard. You know, you're going to have Junior Angleow at guard as well. You're going to have Jake Majors. You know, it's just who is going to man 
that right tackle. Is it going to be Campbell to go to right tackle? I say hell no, because I don't want two freshmen lining up at tackle. That's just a a, a huge recipe for freaking disaster, right? Um, but it just it's it's going to be interesting just to see how that line's going to actually shape up. But I got to see in the fall how this line looks. Let and me if, see who are y'all playing. What's y'all schedule look like this year? I'll tell you a game, Nate. Now, you could disagree with me, but I'll tell you a game that I think will be interesting just because they got some buzz going around there. Um, Texas Tech. I think I mean y'all have a y'all have a solid four games. Well, I say three out of the first four games you guys play. Um because Louisiana Monroe, I mean that yeah. that's a win. That should be a good just a good game, just a feel good game. And then right? we got Bama. Then y'all got Bama, then y'all got UTSA. UTSA, UTSA is coming off a decent season last year, but I don't see that really being the game. Yeah, I think we get Texas Tech. I think we do. That that game at Tech. I mean, that's they got I think we get right Texas now. Tech. Yeah, you know. You know, I think we get Texas Tech. West Virginia is always a tricky game, but we got them at home this year. I, you know, I think we get them. Us versus y'all is always that's you know everybody says this, and I keep telling people, you know, throw the records out, people, throw the records out. That's gonna be a game that is it's gonna be a knockdown every year. This is, I mean, it's just it's just one of those games. That's gonna be a toss up. Iowa State lost everybody. I think I think we get Iowa State. Oklahoma State's gonna be tricky because they are returning a lot of people this year. I'm not a big fan of uh, their quarterback, yeah, but oh, about to say yeah, Spencer Spencer Sanders being for, yeah. uh, Big 12 first team was a joke. That's a joke. Yeah, bro. but it's just you know every year I always say with him if if he turns a light bulb on, but it's like been five years so far. Nah, but, yeah, it's it's you know, that that light bulb that light bulb is is cracked. It's not. Happening. But but if he's on. He's on, man. You know, like if he's on, he's on. But he's but he's going to give you a touchdown. You know, like to the other team. But he's, yeah, yeah, he's going to give you six too. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> at least once every two games, right? Uh, Homer, hold on, okay. Homer said could be Cam at right tackle. Yes, hey Homer, I did see something with um with Ian. He was talking to Bobby about that too, and he said Cam Williams. He said definitely in the future going on. Banks at left tackle, Cam at right tackle, and anybody else in the middle. And there you go. You got it, especially with that offensive line class we got. But having like, – yeah, Cam Williams is, what, 360 pounds or so, 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, having him at the right tackle, Cam at the right guard, Majors, Angelau, and then Banks. My only thing is having two freshmen lined up on the same side of the ball. Uh, I hate that. But it, it just is what it is. That's just kind of the kind of like the uh, the life we have right now. Man, that's but, uh this is really all about pocket presence. Is Quinn or, or Hudson, is there is there pocket presence there? You know, one thing yeah. that I was really critical of uh, Rattler about, I don't think we ever talked about this because, you know, we always joke about it. But <laughs> one thing about, I was always critical about Rattler was just the fact that it's like he had no pocket presence. He would run when he definitely shouldn't run. And the times that he should run, he have open lanes. You're like, just run the ball to get the first down. But the pocket presence, man, you look at Joe, <clears throat> look at Joe Burrow. I wouldn't say Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow has the confidence, but <clears throat> excuse me. If you look at him, I mean, go back and watch the tape. I mean, his pocket presence was crazy. The way he moved around in the pocket, no matter if it was messy and or just not. think that offensive line for LSU that year was not a great offensive line. It was not a great offensive line at all. But his all. pocket presence, he was able to keep those plays alive. That's the reason why I say maybe a Hudson Carr would be a better option because I know what it's like because you have Jalen Hurts. But you always also have Spencer Rattler coming in his freshman year. Everybody's so excited about Spencer Rattler. 
Jalen looks incredible the first seven games. Last seven games, you're like, what the hell? Go ahead and play him, right? But you're sitting there saying that Jalen's skill set, or at least that at that point in the season, is what better suited that team. You get what I'm saying? I'm not saying that Quinn Ewers shouldn't start or he's not better than uh, Hudson Card. I'm just saying that maybe Hudson Card is taking a step and maybe he can actually – his game is more suited for this offensive line, at least to bring them uh, forward enough. But like you said, I know that you don't want to um, – I know that you don't want to uh, flip quarterbacks or whatever, but at the same time, I'm just saying that that's, that's just my belief. Just looking at your team and just giving an honest take – that's not even a dig at, at, at Muller. I mean, Quinn, you call the man by his name. <laughs> call the man by his name, man. It's a grown that's ass man. Real, man. And I know, I know Mark, he, man. He call that man by his name. <laughs> I know that you don't like to take, but I'm just being totally honest with you, man. I think for, for Texas to be successful, they your quarterback has to have great pocket presence. And let's be real. He, we know Hudson Carter has high happy feet. We've seen him with actual so college don't tape, have, but, so, so there you go. His pocket presence ain't there. I'm telling you, Quinn. It's a, but he's a year to that system. He already has a year up on a year advantage. He's already in the system. He knows the system. He looked better in the spring game. He looked better than last year in the spring game. I still think Quinn looked better overall in the spring game than Hudson did. Or it was very close. And if for yeah. a guy that's been in the system for a year, and if it looks that close, mm-hmm. give it to the guy with the high ceiling. Give it to the guy that's also been in the system. You know, even though it wasn't Texas system, it was with Ryan Day. He's been coached by a great quarterback coach as well for a full year when he should have been going to prom, but he was there for a full year doing his thing. And you let him come to Texas and do his thing. I think you, when 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 you bring in yours, you understand that he's going to be the starter this year. It is what it is. He has the most upside. He has the better thrown ball. Where the uh, heaven or hell is what huh? it is. Where he was selling those balls over them boys' heads in that spring game. I saw it. No, I no, but no. I I, that boy was selling the ball like damn. I, I yeah, guess I you didn't no see that. I guess <laughs> I guess you didn't see that six five yard touchdown he threw the nail. Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, one on pass, one out of the five. The and he kept trying to and he was selling. I was like, damn boy. Do you know how many times we tried to complete a deep ball last year? He said, What? Do you know how many times? Texas tried to have a deep ball last year. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Facts. There you go. 40 acres. There you go. He took facts. That's what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, man, it's going to be interesting. I'm ready to see. I'm just ready for football, man. You know, I this is the, uh, this the part of the year. I, you know, I love the recruiting piece, man, because, you know, I love to do, like, the videos and stuff. But, uh, yeah. man, I'm ready for season. It's I'm ready a, for season. Y'all, y'all have a chance to be a really to be a really good football team this year. I'll be the first to say it. I'll be the first, maybe the only OU fan what? to say it. Y'all that have Chris? Chance, what? Y'all have a chance to be really good this year. But is it gonna I I I, I look, I'm just gonna tell you now. I don't know if it's still gonna be good enough because y'all, I mean, look, as many questions as y'all said we have, y'all still got a lot of questions too. Because we got questions, but we never denied that. We never denied that. Line. How is Stark gonna go? Is Stark gonna keep that same little 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 thing he love to do? Come out there with a script and kind of just basically no, tell it look, up and tell you look, exactly look. who's gonna be involved in this game and who's not. Look, <laughs> that's the thing about us. We are realistic. We've never denied that. Boy, I you think stop that, playing, y'all. Stop playing. Who? Me and you Steven? Got, you got said you got all them boys on these Twitter spaces. All your Texas fans talking about one. Y'all gonna blow us out when you hold know on, that hold on. I'm talking. I'm there. Chris. Two. I'm talking about me and you and you know and Steven right, and just, Seth. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Don't, don't my try to, my don't only try thing to talk is for the old Texas fan base because a lot my, of my, I mean, but look, 
well, look, fan is short for fanatic, right? So it is what it is. But my only thing with all you guys is, let's just keep it real, though, you fans. Yeah. Y'all lost a lot. A lot. Y'all lost two five-star quarterbacks. You lost probably one of the top two or three offensive minds in the country. Um, yes, you got in BV. BV's great. But he with losing – with, with his praise because Levy's had Levy's had top offenses too these past few years. With losing everything, mm-hmm. OU fan base is like we're just gonna keep moving like ain't nothing happened, and that they're they're basically thinking that everything that they've done on the offense side of the ball is gonna be the exact same as when Lincoln was there. Mm-hmm. And anybody with some common sense knows there's gonna be some drop off there. Gabriel is not Caleb. He's not Rattler. It is mm-hmm. what it is. He, we don't he want is him not to be either one of them. We don't. We want him to be him. Here's the thing, Steve. Even from a thing. talent standpoint, he's Steven. not. I mean, I still Nick, Nick, Nick. My fault, Nick. My bro. Look, <laughs> let's just be real, man. Let's just be real. Last year, it hurt not to get that 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 seventh Big Twelve championship. Not because it's what we wanted. That wasn't the end goal. You know what the end goal was when we didn't even get near that, but. The thing is, is this right here, all right? And <laughs> they talk about, come on, man. If you talk to if you talk to a lot of people up there, a lot of people will say, up there at Ole Miss, a lot of people say, hell, most of the time you thought that Levy was the head coach the way he was running ship up there. But that's neither here nor there. All I'm going to say is this right here. If you want OU fans – Okay, same thing we tell OSU, and we'll tell y'all Texas fans, we'll tell everybody else, all right? If you want OU fans to get up off this pedestal, get up off the high horse, to stop the lower expectations and everything, you're going to have to come and take it from us. Not take it just for one year. You have to come and take it consistently. Uh, Because before last year, let's just be real, we ran off. We ran off six years straight Big 12 championships. Y'all ain't even been close to the playoffs. Y'all ain't even been close – so a Big 12, y'all been Big 12 title game one time. But what I'm saying is, Nick, and you know it, you know it. Think about it. You're going to have to come and take it and consistently. It can't be just every other year we may beat y'all one out of three years or okay. we win this Big 12, we do this. You got to come and prove it. Because oh, okay. at the end of the day, you could talk all this stuff about um, five stars or we getting Jontae Cook, we getting Arch Manning, we getting Quinn Ewers, all the rest of the stuff. Don't matter when you're going nine and three. Eight and four, five and seven, it don't matter. I can't because I, at the I, end of the I day, just, we beating y'all with those kids. I am I, I mean, no, but you guys are but hold on, Chris. Hold on, Chris. You're acting like you guys are getting scrub players. All right. So let's let's oh, I already know. I already know we're not. And and I've already told you that the <laughs> difference between good teams and great teams is the quarterback. This is what it is. And Georgia yeah. is the anomaly. Let's let let's get the Stetson Bennett shit out the way. That is the exception, not the rule. Let's be honest. The exception, not the rule, people. So let's get Stetson Bennett out the way. He's not going for Heisman. He's he's nothing. Okay, let's just keep that real. (laughs) (laughs) He is the the exception and not the rule. But if you look at those teams, Mm -hmm. uh, you guys have, over the past 10 years, have had the better quarterback. It is, is what it is. And all of our games have been close. And, you know, I know it's, it's the it's, it's the biggest rivalry in college football, you know, I believe. But you guys yeah, have had the better quarterback in every one of those games. Uh, we had David Ash out there, Tyrone Swoops, Gerard Hurd. Come on now. 
Hey, um, speaking of that, hey, I'm dropping merch tonight, everybody. I'm dropping merch. I'm dropping ain't putting that shit on here. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had Shane, you know, Sam. As much as I love Sham, I mean not not Sham. Sam has uh he put some continuity and some kind of stability to the quarterback position over a four-year period. But Sam was not Baker and he wasn't Kyler. Just mm-hmm. he he wasn't. You guys have had the better quarterback, you know. Now, I believe, just my opinion, uh, having Quinn Ewers, if he's who we think he is, and having Arch Manning, which are guys that, you know, they have high ceilings. They have very high ceilings, but their floors are extremely high. And that is the difference between having a good quarterback and a great quarterback. A great quarterback has an extremely an extremely high floor. A guy that you can see definitely playing on Sundays, uh, being a first, second, third round pick, a guy that's, that is going to be there, and having the tools to have uh, a ceiling that is just out this world, which we think Arch definitely has a ceiling. Uh, Quinn definitely has a ceiling as well. Right? So it seems like now we're getting those quarterbacks now, and maybe, maybe – the tide might be shifting over the next three to four or five years to where we might have the better quarterback, you know, just across from you guys from now on for the next three or four or five years. That might be the question. I, I don't know. We shall see, you know, but that's, that's been the difference over this last decade is that you guys have definitely had the better quarterback than we had. And it is what it is. Quarterbacks win games. They are the difference makers. You guys know it. It is what it is. I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, y'all gotta improve it. Still questions about that because Arch has never taken a college snap, and you know the Georgia fans be eating his ass up. <laughs> you seen if you seen what the Georgia uh, you know fans? What, though, hey, you know what though? <laughs> Screw them Georgia fans because if he said he was going to UGA, they be riding his. You know what? You know what I'm saying from from last <laughs> week to now, everybody gets upset when they don't get what they want. Yeah, they no, wanted I mean, they wanted Arch so bad. They they wanted it. They so needed bad. Arch so bad because yeah, I, they I don't think any of them believe in Brock Vandenberg down there. No, but but him. they but they wanted Arch so bad. Arch yeah. is one of his best friends. Is the head of like the NIL collective there. They just thought they had him. It is what it is. You know, if Arch would have said, "I'm hey, I'm going to Georgia last week," they would be in hog heaven right now. It is what it is. Miss me with that, Georgia fans. Yeah. No, I I would just say that, hey, man, I mean, let's just be real, okay? Um, You guys have quarterbacks that you believe have the higher upside, all the rest of that stuff. That's cool. That is perfectly fine. But at the same time, man, let, let's go improve it. Let's wait until the first game and sit here before we crown these kids, you know? Oh, no, let's I'm with it. I'm take with it. Real college snaps, not just practice squad snaps. Let's take I'm with it. Play I want to see, I want to see Gabriel after the injury and how he's going to mm-hmm. play too this year, you that know, because that's that's a big thing. That is perfectly People don't want to bring fine. that up. That is perfectly fine. You know, yes, and he's, he's back with Levy. Can he exceed the tape? The tape that's really out there, the living, yeah. breathing tape. All yeah, right? I, yeah, I get that tape. I, I I totally understand it, but we're gonna see after this injury. Is he the Dylan Gabriel from what was it, 2019? Was it 19 is what I'm between 18? So 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. It was yeah, it's 18 or 19. Uh, yeah, I think eight. And once yeah, yeah. Anyways, 18 or 19. He's a true freshman and sophomore, right? But um, yeah, we gotta see how he's gonna be back from injury. We got to see if that offensive line is going to be short up at, at OU as well. Because last year, your offensive line wasn't that good either. We can say what we want to, but it, it wasn't what, you know, it, it wasn't what 
Oh, you was used to inconsistent as hell, but like like I, I told you about the scheme. That's all about it's all about the scheme. But yeah, but no, I get what you're saying. There's yeah. question marks, but that's what everything I'm saying. everything that's has to be put out the field this year. <laughs> we both have questions. If you want to just be real, let's just say it. We both got question marks at quarterback. Y'all think y'all are gonna be damn good at quarterback? We think no, we, we do. Everybody has yeah, yeah, because we don't have anything proven yet. We don't have anything proven. We're we are hoping that. Uh, the 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 quarterback guru skills that that our head coach has, mm-hmm. uh, you know, can can get Quinn somewhere to, you know, like just to where we think he can be, you know, and where and, he should be. And here's something that a lot of, that nobody else has said. And I was like, hey, if you want to, if you want me to throw a shot, y'all like throwing shots at BV. Let's just be real. It's great what you could do with Mac Jones and you know a guy like Tua. You but you could you know build a Mac Jones, but you you fail you fail tremendously. With a Casey Thompson, it's no damn reason why Casey Thompson should not be there right now and probably be our starting quarterback. Hold on, what do you mean he failed with Casey Thompson? Why did Casey Thompson transfer? It wasn't just because, because you brought in you brought in a better talent. You brought in somebody with higher upside. Yeah. Come on, Chris. Casey Thompson couldn't throw the ball forty yards down the field. He couldn't throw a deep ball to save his life. And, and I am the biggest Casey fan because the dude's tough as nails. I would Casey give him Thompson that. was not the problem for y'all last he was, year. I know. No, I, I never said all this flag because I didn't know who's giving him flag. Not the Chris, go back and look at. I always say, and Homer can tell you because me and Homer takes a lot of time and say, take Casey Thompson is toughest nails. I say he is toughest nails. If you could merge his attitude and toughness, um, and his non happy feet and his pocket presence with Hudson Card's talent, you have your perfect quarterback. You know, but he doesn't have the arm talent that Aquin has. He doesn't have the arm talent that Hudson has. We saw, dude, we couldn't create a, we couldn't get a long pass over 35 yards last year, maybe twice last year with Casey. His balls, when he would throw them, it was like sitting ducks, man. It was like, just come on down. Please, ball, come on down. Please, please, please. <laughs> Hurry up. No no interceptions. Please. I'm Y'all telling you, Casey man. like that. Y'all no, but no. Like I'm not doing like that. I'm just keeping <laughs> it real. We're being honest here, right? You know, I, I've gotten flack from, from some of the people that are the biggest diehard fans on some of my group texts about the things I say about the defense and stuff. It is what it is, you know? But look, I'm the biggest Casey fan. Don't get it twisted. I hope Casey does great in Nebraska this year. He got a wide receiver up there from my hometown, Shreveport name, the coldest Crawford, who is cold as hell, you know, from uh, Green Oaks High School out there in Shreveport off the Cooper Road. The dude can play. I'm, I'm a big Casey fan. But from a talent standpoint, we were lacking from a talent standpoint with Casey. It, it just was what it was. He didn't have the talent that uh, that a Hudson had, but he was tough as nails. And – you got to go get Quinn, man. You have to. And not only just to get Quinn because you think he's a better talent, but also having a guy yeah. like Quinn, having it a guy like Arch Manning. Huh? It galvanizes your program. No, yeah. I, it, I mean, I, just I think did. about this. We got 10 commitments over the last 10 days. That wasn't it's because a, people were believing in the 5 and 17. That's Nick, because Arch Manning is, is, is the guy who is believing Nick, in that team. Nick, it's a fair shot. It's a fair shot at him. Okay, y'all want to get BV flack for all this crazy stuff? It's a fair shot at him. Boy, Casey I, Thompson. Casey Thompson was not the problem. Maybe you say he's not the answer, but he definitely was the solution at that point in time. Chris, all these things. 
Chris, did you watch the games last year? Because yes, Casey, I watched the games Casey last year. Get, I definitely watched the games. Casey, Casey had to get taken out of the West Virginia game. We had to damn near use a Wildcat game against Kansas State. Not damn near. Yeah, Rojo Kansas, won a game Kansas, for us last y'all, year against y'all Kansas State. switching them back and forth. Kansas, y'all yeah. switching them back and forth. Everybody yes. fix that game. No, no, no I would watch. I watched all no, y'all. No, no, games I didn't say because... Kansas. I said Kansas State. Kansas oh no, State, I'm saying that the Kansas last game too. of the Oh yeah, oh yeah, Kansas too. Uh, yeah, Hudson threw a pick six. That game was it was horrible. But anyways, against Kansas State, Casey's arm was not where it should be. We had to run the Wildcat all game to win the game. I think Casey threw the ball. It was like ten times that game, twelve times that game. And like we couldn't trust him with the ball because his he just doesn't have the the arm strength, uh, the arm talent. It 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 just wasn't there. And I'm the biggest Casey Thompson fan. Don't get it twisted. Homer will tell you. Homer will tell you. I'm the big – I used to text Homer after the games. Homer, chime in. Tell him. I used to text you after the games every time. Casey's I, tough as hell. I got to link, link up with – I got to link up with, with text with, with Homer. Homer, Look, Homer Casey Homer barely made top bad. 300. 14th ring dual crit. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason uh, isn't number one like Quint Arch. Carr was number one dual threat. Yeah. That's what it was. It's a fair shot, man. I mean, at the end of the and day. And I like, don't get it. I'm a Casey fan. I hope he kills it up in Nebraska. I'm telling you, I hope he kills in Nebraska. I, I, I'm a, I, I, I like him. Uh, I like that, you know, of course, he went to the portal three or four times, but he, he ended up staying and played a season. It was what it was. He had a pretty good season, you know, but uh, we were missing arm talent at the quarterback position. We couldn't fully unlock that offense because nobody respected our deep ball. Nobody respected it. It was what it was. Everybody could, you know, jam the box up, stop Bijan, and then say, Casey, throw deep, because I know you can't. <laughs> and there think, it was. You think uh you think Bijan will stay healthy all season? I think so. I think so because if I'm Steve Sarkeesian, if I'm you know choice, if I'm Cal Flood, look, Rojo's a good running back too. Right? Yeah, you don't that, have to run Bijan to the ground. That was my problem last year, and that's what, you know, I've got on a lot of Texas fans about, like, you know, literally it's just it doesn't make any sense. We're sitting – y'all sitting here talking about, man, look at our running back room. Say running back room, yeah, y'all are one running back heavy. That's all well, that you saw last year. Well, I think, I, I think last year – last year after Wick got hurt, right? You know, so yeah. once he got hurt, I think they kind of panicked and said, we just – we got to put our best guys out there and just make it happen. Be yeah, just got to make it you happen. You know what I'm saying? You know, but – I think now with the talent that we have at the wide receiver position, I think our running back room, of course, I think our running back room is the best in the Big 12. That, that's just my opinion. Um, and if if our line can get short up a little bit, if our line can get short up, if we can have an average offensive line that's serviceable this year, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I think the quarterback position is, is is upgraded from an arm talent, you know, like um, um, aspect. I just think that we have opportunities to do good things on offense. Our offense was great last year. I mean, it, it I wouldn't say great, but – it wasn't a bad offense. We were a top 30 offense in the league. Yeah. Our big thing is get our defense to an average defense, get them to the 65th ranked defense in the country, and we're winning a lot of games next year. That yeah, is what it is. I mean, PK, PK. PK, you know. but now we got Gary Patterson in there too. Gary Patterson, yeah, but you know you know what Gary Patterson is. Gary Patterson. He's a developer. He's a developer. Gary Patterson is, a, is an analyst. Let's not act like he's out there going to be on the field and everything, calling plays, doing all the rest of that stuff. He's just walking in the building. He ain't got a say in the building right now. Yeah, but let's hold on right there. This is that, another uh, thing you got to think about, too. Um, 
He can't got to look over his shoulder now. That, but I love it. I love it. You love you like the pressure. I love it. Look, 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 look. I love the pressure. I'm a military man, so I look. I'm, I'm look. I'm, I'm look. I'm being honest. I yeah. love the pressure. You know, uh, there comes a point where you can't get comfortable. You should never get comfortable in your job. Your ass needs to be comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Like you know, if I don't get this done, man, I got I got one of the greatest defensive minds in this conference sitting up in that press box right now, and there's yeah. nothing stopping him from telling him to go down there and coach this game if I don't do my job. Hey, pressure's healthy. You know, if, well, I shouldn't say pressure. Yeah, yeah, it is healthy. Pressure is the best price to make diamonds, right? It is what it is. PK is a, is a good defensive coach. I think he was, uh, I, I I don't think he understood how the Big 12 was. I think people thought this was a passing <laughs> league. No, I'm, I'm just being honest. Yeah. People thought this was a passing league. They thought because he stopped, um, what's the guy's name uh, down there at a, at a Hale State, Mississippi State? Uh, oh, you talking about Leach? Yeah, yeah. You know, he's people thought that he he stopped Leach so much. Look, Leach's defense, Leach's offense is completely different from a normal Big 12 offense. He's true, true air raid. He's true air raid, right? Throwing this point, throwing this We point run the ball too. a lot in the Big 12. Throwing this point in there too, Nick. There's some people behind the scenes who were saying that it, PK wasn't all that responsible for that defense. It was actually Jimmy Lake. Well, no, they said PK was responsible for the no, they say PK was was the linebackers from the line. Jimmy Lake did all the calls for the secondary. And so now you take those two away from each other, and yeah. now you got to figure out who's gonna call the secondary calls for me now. And I think that's where we had some confusion last year. Now it's gonna be interesting to see this year, but you know, honestly, I think that we have uh I think we have better players, you know, this year at at corner. Having Watts at corner, I think, is going to be a plus. Having- that's, that's a question mark. Now, I like Watts. I've been on record as saying that. I don't know if we've been on shows together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Said oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, yeah, Ryan Watts. I think Ryan – I like what I saw from him in y'all spring game. I mean, I watched. I watched yeah. USC. I watched a lot of people's spring games. Definitely watched ours firsthand. But I, I like what I saw from Ryan Watts. I think there was no problem with him at Ohio State except for he just couldn't see the field consistently. It was just deep. It was a stacked room. It was a stacked room. The kid yeah. has talent. And I think that going back home, I mean, he's from Little Elm, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, when he hit the portal, I was like, man, I'd like to have that kid. I mean, they, they, I, I, he, he, when he was on the field at Ohio State, he was, it wasn't like he was inconsistent. When he saw the field, he was out there. He did his job. He was good. I think coming back to Texas and coming home and now being able to be close to your family, now they can actually come go down, yeah. to, you know, the high, you know, interstate or whatever and come see you. Yeah. He's hungry. He's motivated. That's somebody that I do believe in. However, however, I will say there's still question marks in your room back there because y'all safeties and y'all, uh, y'all corners. I mean, they're going to get tested this year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They will get tested. I like Watts though. Um, I mean, he's a bright spot of your defense. I think him overshone, and then, like I said, look, Alfred I'm not Collins, saying you turn every... switch. If if I'm telling you, if Alfred Collins turns to switch, it, it's mm-hmm. but it's an if. I I, I got to see it. You know, y'all got it. Y'all got it. I was interested. I'm interested to see who who's going to be uh, starting alongside uh, Overshone, though. You know, as far as probably Jalen Ford outside, right? Yeah, you know, it's so probably Jalen Ford. Jalen Ford was a, was one of our plus players last year. 
uh, very instinctive linebacker, man. Um, a lot of tackles for loss. So, I mean, he's just a he's a really good player, really good yeah. player. I mean, look, I'm trying. <laughs> you know, the thing is, I, I I have a rule. I have a rule, and maybe I'm the only one that follows this. But if you're gonna talk crap, you're gonna talk, you know, a little bit shit about somebody's team. You gotta know a little bit soft battle. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> but oh, yeah, do yeah, yeah. I mean. That's the whole thing. I mean, I like Overshawn. I thought Overshawn was good. Overshawn was on on Rattler's ass last year. I mean, yeah. everywhere Rattler went, Overshawn was somewhere in the play. Yeah, he's um, a talent, man. He's a yeah, he's, he's a talent. He's a talent. He's a good talent. I thought he was going to jump and go to the league. I was like, and nah, alone. nah, you know, like he needs a yeah. just a full I knew he would, His body he wasn't would, ready yet. Yeah, he would be like a day two, maybe even a day three pick or whatever. Probably a day three just pick last year. Field. Yeah, just yeah. off of raw skills and intangibles, somebody would take a chance on him just because yeah. he'll make a roster. I think that uh, he would make a roster. He has the size now, which is very it's very satisfying that he is at a linebacker size right now. You know, yeah. it's like I said, he was basically a strong safety size right. playing linebacker last year, you know, like just because of injuries, right? Are so, y'all gonna be are y'all gonna be young at safety this year as far as like safety is supposed to be Crawford? Um is Bryce Aaron Thompson as well. Who? Bryce, 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 uh, is Damian Bryce or whatever? Uh, Damian Bryce, God, what is his name? Um, no, he, he, he so, was committed to OU for the longest, but then when the whole Lincoln Riley thing stopped, he flipped. And went Jaren, you know, no, so we got Jaron Thompson, um, we got um, we got Crawford, Crawford's gonna be a, a, a guy down there as well. Cooks, you know, you know what I'm saying? So Anthony Cooks, Anthony Cooks is gonna play, you know, also. Um. Yeah, those are going to be, I think, our three in you know in the uh, the uh, safety rotation. You know, Foster's gone, of course, to Sam Houston, uh, which I think is uh, you know, good for both parties. Man, I can't think of that kid's name, but I know that y'all got. And you got Baron too. You know, so Baron's going to be in a nickel. He's going to be well. a freshman this year. I just didn't know if you guys are going to be young and go that route as far as safety. Oh, you're talking about Terrence Brooks. Is Terrence Brooks? Brooks, yeah, he was Ohio State. We flipped him from Ohio State. No, the kid that you guys got from us too. We lost a kid that was a, uh, that was a safety, like a three three star, three four star. Let me see. I don't, I don't recall that one, man. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm tripping. Here we are doing uh, research right now, folks. <laughs> 2022 class, right? Yeah. Now, so now we had Terrence Brooks. Of course, B.J. Allen Jr. Um, Man, what is that kid's name? We had Jalen Gilbo. He was a TCU commit. Well, he was a Texas commit. Uh, Austin Jordan. Um, Larry Turner Gooden down there from uh, you know from California. That's it, man. Oh, Xavier Bryce. That's who you're thinking about. Yeah. Now he's the wild. Yeah, yeah, but he's a freshman. You know we. That's what I didn't look. know. I didn't know because that's the thing. I don't know what your room is going to look like. No, but he, but guys. hey, man, hey, man, he has freakish upside. That's yeah. one of the guys who has most intrigued me. You know, I don't think his rankings were as high as they should have been because yeah. he he played everywhere. I thought you guys got a steal when you got him first off. I was like, God damn, man, look, he is tough, man. But uh, yeah, you know, because he can play offense, he can play defense, you know, anything. He's a really Really good player. Yeah, Bryce, man. Yeah, yeah, he is going to be a plus player here. He's from Arlington, right? Um, but, yeah, he's going to be one of those guys. I don't know if 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 he'll be in a rotation this year, but definitely, mm-hmm. you know, like probably 2023, 2024. That's the guy that, you know, like that you let get in the program, get some season on him, and then uh, 
and then just you know like put him in the secondary somewhere, man. Yeah, yeah Xavier no, and Bryce. Yeah, that was a guy. That was a guy that I was looking for. I was yeah, like, hey, I like him a lot actually. He's yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I like didn't know if you guys are gonna be young or you guys are gonna be a little bit older in the safeties or what. Nah, nah. He'll probably definitely have to sit some time. I'm thinking safety, you know, wise man. Uh, Crawford, um, Thompson, uh, Cooks. Right, it's going to be a battle between those three. Um, who else? Cuffy, I mean, coffee, you know. So, you know, so maybe those four cornerbacks is going to be Jamison, Watts, Barron, Terrence mm-hmm. Brooks is going to, you know, like have something to say about that too, as well. You know, so we got some numbers there, we'll see how, how everything goes, but. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Watts, though, man. I would love to see a combination of Watts and um and Barron and uh and Terrence Brooks, but I just I just hate starting corners that that young. He's so young, man. I think Terrence Brooks is like 17 years old, right? You know, so he's yeah. he's really young. So, you know, you know, you know, we'll see on that one. I mean, you know, we're excited about uh about Gentry Williams, but at the same time, we're so we're we're pretty we're pretty heavy on some of the older corners and, and safety. But I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's the best it's the <laughs> You know, next man up, but best man up. Get what I'm saying? So, yeah. What's this question here? Any truth to the rumor that Texas does want the SEC? Hey, uh, what's that supposed to mean, man? Like, because, you know, us and OU are supposed to go in 25. I kind of expect us to go in 20. I expect us to go in 23. I just think that, you know, it's a good point to point out that with the current climate, as far as like the economy and then with gas prices and everything else going up <laughs> as much as they are. You gotta take that into account because both schools got. I mean, let's be real. Both schools got money. Mm-hmm. Y'all got Texas money. We'll say that. But at the end of the day, you know, the price of everything that's that's just going up and everything is not feasible at this time. But I still see them going somehow because you never know what's gonna happen in the next year. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. Yeah, as far Blackwell, as going to I'm actually about Blackwell, yeah, you know, yeah. he's good. Yeah. Man, I mean, just to be honest with you, man. I look, I'm not. I, it's it's hard to sit here and and hate on Texas simply because we ain't played a game yet. And, yeah, it's true. You know, it's gonna be interesting. I think it's the first time in a long time that both teams are in a. I'm gonna say a prove it year. I'm gonna be honest. Both teams yeah. are kind of in a prove it year. You know, ours is it, is different kind of prove it years. We came off a horrible season last year. We retool stacked up you know second year for these coaches to get in there and implement their season you know mm-hmm. their um their uh offense and defense right and so hopefully we can turn this thing around you guys are in approval year you had a great season last year great season the the, the previous year i wouldn't say a great season we you know what i'm saying though we you guys had, had a good a, season last year yeah great season, season like the year before yeah um and you lost a lot of pieces but you got somebody who's coming back home but he's never been a head coach. We got to see how he's going to do too as well. So it's, can you guys keep the standard that you guys have always had? Sustain the Texas, level Yeah. And can Texas raise our standard back to where it used to be? Can we get back to where when Texas and OU are good, mm-hmm. it just makes the, it, it just makes the conference so much better. And when Texas is good, and I'm going to just say this, you know, cause I'm a Texas guy, but when Texas is good, it makes college football better too. It just does so, because they're they're you know, I wouldn't, huge I wouldn't necessarily go that far. I think that's 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 a lot to say. But I will say, uh, you, why not? Why not? Yeah. It's the most. First of all, anytime you turn on any game, 
that doesn't have Texas in the game. Somebody's throwing down the horns down. So that right there alone just lets you know people because we are, are so are happy that y'all, like, y'all are not y'all are not him. Y'all are, but, y'all are not but, him. Y'all but, just but, not acting like y'all him, bro. Y'all no, Chris, are not. If it's that, then why do they care? Here's the here's why the do they care? Thing, it's because we are a huge brand that was on top for a long time, and we had some down years. It is yeah, what it is. We we we've had some down are, years. Y'all are not. A, we've had a down decade. Y'all are a huge brand. Y'all name don't carry weight in every circle. I'm Chris, are you serious? Texas's brand is so know. much bigger than your brand. Y'all Let's keep it honest. Don't carry weight like Chris, Chris, we talking Chris. Y'all ain't talking Texas. No, no, I'm talking about Texas overall brand. Texas, the brand of Texas, the brand of Texas overshadows every school in this damn country. It is, is what it is. Stop. It is Nick. what it is. Nick. Come Nick. on now, Nick. When we first met, one of the first things I said to you, you smiled and laughed about this. I'll say it again. SEC, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on I'm going to stop on. right quick. If Texas brand isn't so big, then why is your podcast named the Horns Down Podcast? Listen, listen. How come listen, it's not named listen, the OU I, Podcast? Listen, you because you got to put our listen, name in your listen, mouth listen. to be successful. Hold on, man. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> you got to put hold our on. name in your mouth to be successful. Listen, listen. I said this to you. You feel validated when you put our name in your mouth. Listen. I, I I talked to you, okay, on Steven's podcast. One of the first thing I said to you, what I say, what is the SEC getting? They're getting a win, they're getting a, a big a, a money brand and a winning brand. We oh, Texas is the money. They all about the money, but they ain't about the wins. They ain't Not about yet. the shit. They ain't about the hype. They ain't there. about all of that. Y'all ain't We're gonna doing get that. there. We're gonna Stop get there. We're gonna get there. But y'all, if y'all our brand ain't so big. Hold on, Chris. If our brand ain't so big, why is our brand in your podcast name? Oh That's what I'm trying God. to figure out. Yeah. Why is our brand in your podcast name? Hey. Why hey. is our brand in your Check podcast name? I got a That's how big thing. the brand the brand is so big that you couldn't come up with an OU name to make your podcast. I got a I got a what if <laughs> question for you. I got a what our if brand thing. is so big that your hand sign is our hand sign. Okay, do that. Do that. <laughs> That's what it is. Let's keep it real. Check this out. Check this out. What happens if Sark has another five and seven season? Does he make it out of this year? Or I'm just saying, what if? What if? We talked about a lot of what ifs. What if Gamble comes out there and he's going to start and all this? And what if Bryce, I mean, Quinn Ewers is going to be this and that? What happens if he has another uh, bad season? Does he make it out of that first year, out of that second year? No. Yes, he will. He will, but I don't expect it to happen. He will. He will. This year is going to be better. Barring injury. Let's keep it honest, man. After after Whittington left, that, that offense was done. It was done because everybody knew where the ball was going. Anyway, boy, it's huh? Whittington what? wasn't doing a damn thing anyway. Are you serious? Boy, I saw him drop so many passes in that Arkansas game. Ain't nobody worried about that, boy. No, no. I mean – the Arkansas game, everybody sucked in that game. It is, it, it is what it is. But Whittington, when he left, everybody knew where the ball was going. It was going to Xavier Worthy in the passing game. And yeah. it just was what it was. You know, so we didn't have any options. So everybody knew where it was going. You know, you could load up and try to stop him. And, his, and the dude still almost had 1,000 yards last year. You knew who the ball was going to with Bijan. Bijan was definitely going to get the ball. We didn't have any options. What Sark is doing now is he is – 
shoring up the skill positions because we were severely lacking at the wide receiver position. Going to get in the Nayer, Winnington, hopefully. Let's stay healthy, Winnington. Please, please. Um, getting a, uh, you know, a Jai Hall, you know, of course, having Worthy. Getting uh, Sanders in the fold now. Billingsley in the fold now as well. You know, I, I love the additions. I love the additions. Having Bijan back there, having Rojo back there as well, and then having the, you know somebody with better arm talent. And let's Are just we be honest. See Rojo? Are we actually going to see Rojo? We saw we Rojo a lot last year. Come on, man. Come on. Man. <laughs> we saw Rojo last year. <laughs> we saw him as fails, boy. We didn't see it. We didn't see a lot of him until until Bijan was injured, boy. Come on, man. We. We saw Rojo last year, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my stats on Rojo because, you know me, I have my stats on Rojo. I do my Nino's corner number, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up all the analysis I got on Rojo. Rojo, so Bijan had 195 attempts, and Rojo had 96 attempts. Like, so basically 200 to 100, you know? So the majority of bad. those carries came in the games that he was that B. John was injured. You know, Sark loves to have one bell cow back. He doesn't like doing the whole multiple backs. That's not his style. Look, Rojo's gonna be oh, fine. He's gonna be fine. He's gonna be yeah, fine. 60 of those carries came whenever B. John got hurt. He's gonna be fine. He's gonna be fine. We're gonna be straight. But it is what it is, man. I'm gonna show you who went. Uh, I'm, I'm just reading comments now. But, bro, man, shit, we've been on an hour and 50 minutes. I know. Man. We've been on here for a long time, bro. <laughs> it ain't uh, even seen like it. I mean, because that's what I'm saying, bro. We got to link up. <laughs> I know. It's, it's It's been a while. It's been a while. But, man, Chris, man, appreciate coming on, bro. We're going to end this right quick. I'm going to go get me something to eat. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, hey, everybody, stop what you're doing and like right now. Give me a like. Uh, thanks for all the chat, man. Chris was actually uh he was actually humble today. <laughs> I gave you, I told you, hey, I'm probably gonna shock you, but I did give you some real perspective. But you uh, know what? I appreciate you for the honesty and the thoughts about OU as far as just saying, like, man, all this other stuff, I don't understand it. Look, that OU's gonna be all right, man. Don't worry about us. Y'all worry about yourselves, all right. Chris, this is the this is the best comment about you I've ever seen in any of our chats. Super casual. Chris, you you've never been described as casual in any of our podcasts. <laughs> I don't think that's, I don't think that's still good. I know <laughs> super casual means like uh yeah, he's he's chill. Like you're never chill in any of the podcasts. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I'm not about to give y'all all this lip service. Like I said, man, I'm fatigued by it. Look, I listen to all the Twitter spaces, I listen to everything, and I'm just like, this is crazy. We sitting here saying that. Alabama's not gonna come in <laughs> and put a foot. We're saying that Alabama's not gonna be that. It's just it's just a lot, a lot of just talking and stuff. Gotta go prove it, man. And I think I think we're gonna be fine this year. I think yeah, yeah. I know I can say if 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 it fits, we all be drunk. But I'm trying to tell you. Uh I don't know. I just I just I don't know. This year just seems a little different. And I don't know what I don't know what it is. Last year I wasn't too enthused about I'm be honest with you. I wasn't too enthused about last year. <laughs> no, no, seriously. When I saw the offensive line, um, even against, you know, like our first game, man, against yeah. freaking Louisiana. Uh, the only way that we won that game, it looked good on paper. Yeah, it did. But the only way that we won that game, it was like third and 15, third and 16. That- I'm like, dude, we were converting third and, and like 20. You know, that quarterback, 
He played terrible that year. Napier, I was like, Napier, you got to take him out this game because he, he's so inconsistent. But, hey, I will say this right here. Here's something since y'all love receipts. Steven did say that the offensive line was probably your most underrated part of, of the team going into the season. He did say that. So, Steven, if you want here, I hope you know that next time we see each other, I'm coming for you because I'm telling you now. Oh, I got receipts oh, my bad. in my own. Oh, my bad. I said casual. He said, no, nah, that means you're a casual fan. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. That ain't a good thing. <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. Let me get up out of here. All right, folks, man. Appreciate everybody dialing in, man. Uh, in this podcast, like in all of them, man, do you, man. Don't be afraid to feel like grow your environment. Understand your brilliance. Nino's corner, I'm out. Horns always up. Forget that horns down stuff. Horns always up. Hook them. What is <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. I'll let y'all. Yeah.